you know, I think the key thing that's changed for me and probably changed for a lot of people who watch my shit. Um, yeah, I remember when we used to laugh about this too. I remember when this used to be silly in 2014, 2015. I remember how we'd la just laugh about it. I remember naively thinking this was like a fad and it would all go away. And instead, what's actually happened is we've the, the stakes just keep getting risen every time. So it's... In 2014, we must stop the misogynist gamers, right? In 2015, we must stop the misogynist gamers slash Trump supporters that could bring on a resurgence of, uh, you know, right-wing right, right -wing, uh, philosophy. 2016, Trump gets in. Now, we must stop the actual fascists and racists that have took over America in a coup d'etat funded by Russia. And, then, and now, in 2019... Um, Nazis everywhere, apparently. Like, it, like it, it's like the communist panic of the 1950s. N Nazis everywhere, and they must be stopped. Uh, but then it's like, when you start turning over the stones, it's like, wait, you, you're calling a, a Jew a Nazi. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're saying, you know, you're calling a, 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 a conservative Jewish guy a, a Nazi. You're saying he's in the alt-right. You're saying he's an anti-Semite. It's like, fuck me, man. And it's, it's, it's just, it is, it's just exhausting. It's just exhausting now because for five years, you kind of felt it would course correct and the silliness would stop. And actually what we've ended up with is more and more hysteria and more and more silliness. And no, no actual, um, it, it's, it's now just uh, two, two sides flinging shit. Like you say alt-right, they say, but what about the alt left? What about the Antifas? And there is again, like as as we're about to explore, there's there's like an unbelievable, like tiny segment of um the these you know anti-fascist groups who generally are just peaceful protesters who are out there LARPing, protesting against people who aren't even nazis but they just want to feel useful they're never particularly functional members of society in my experience but their heart's in the right place and they don't break any laws and they don't do anything wrong and they're standing up for a value we should all stand up for which is that of let's stop you know the rise of fascism the rise of hate you know whatever that's fine totally don't have a problem with that but again the 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 conversation gets distorted because you have these you have a lunatic fringe literally just going out and it's like there's a gay asian journalist sm who's taking pictures of us and we should totally smash him to own the flash you're like no this 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 can't be a real thought process that's occurring and a real argument that's being uh, made but it is it really is and I, I was amazed. Well, I wasn't amazed. I, amazed is the wrong word. I was, I, I expected it. I expected the uh, press to try and spin it and, and try and say, oh, but um, Andy and Go is a, uh, you know, he, he's, he's an alt-right enabler or, you know, whatever it had to be to basically make the daytime assault of again he's not a journalist he's not a journalist don't call him a journalist what what else is he doing 
he's documenting something that's happening and putting it on the, on the public record um, through the medium of film. Uh, you know, if, if and and he's written and he's been published in the, the Wall Street uh, uh, fucking journal, and he's been paid for. He is a journalist, like. But they they kept trying to shift it, like. I'll, I'll I'll show it all. I mapped it all out in chronological order. It's so th this is just crazy because it it shows the the real disparity um, that we've got in terms of um, sort of coming coming to a consensus of, of like reasonable values. That like fascism is bad, but you don't defeat fascism by calling everyone a fascist and saying it's therefore okay to assault anybody we label as a fascist. You don't you don't fix it that way, um, and you've never fixed it that way <laughs> historically. It tell it tells us this, and again, people always go, "Oh, but that's not true." Because what if people had took this? Uh, and they always come back to the Nazis. Well, if we'd all just tried to talk it out about Nazi Germany, completely different fucking situation, of course. We're not talking about we're not talking about an institutional superpower that decided to take over the fucking world piece by piece and cons consistently lied about right well we're, we're going to respect the borders now and we'll respect the rule we're going to we'll respect the rules of engagement now and you know Chamberlain comes back well no this time Hitler means it you know there wasn't like bumbling buffoon world leaders you know around that are like well listen this uh th this hate group says if we give them complete autonomy and we put them in charge of the country they won't do anything bad none of this is happening <laughs> right so it's just a bunch of idiots um and 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 Andy and go a v a, a gay a gay Vietnamese photojournalist who's um, who dislikes communism because his parents, I think, were put in internment camps by a communist regime. Uh, is not yeah, Nightwookie dude is not uh, a Nazi by any stripe. He's a fucking idiot. I'll come to that. Um, I'm not. A, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe myself as a fan, but. Um, but he's not a Nazi, and beating him up is is something that has to be condemned. Or, or what are we saying? We're we're giving we're giving carte blanche to certain groups to assault other groups on the basis that we we're going to allow their labels to be deemed accurate and and adhesive, but we're not going to allow other groups to liberally apply those labels. Um, you know. It seems it seems crazy. Um, so yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get a drink. I, I think alcohol is gonna be required for this. All right, I found a bottle of Absolute. That'll fucking do the trick. Neat vodka's a fucking drag. Um, right, so let's get into it. Um, Let's talk about this whole all Antifa thing. I'm sure you guys fucking did notice it that uh, basically there had been uh, an assault on a journalist called Andy Andy Ngo or Andy No. I always forget how it's pronounced, so my bad. Um, so I think just before we break it down and we start talking about it, let's talk about uh, who he is and. He is, um, it, it, it's a bit of a mixed bag because he'll always be known as, like, he's definitely written some articles that I think definitely have, 
um, a, like a bigoted uh, component to them. Uh, there's no getting away from that fact, right? So let me um, let me just fucking see if I can find it first up. Um, because I I talked about how he was uh, published in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, and the, you know, that makes him sound kind of respectable, right? But the article he wrote was fucking garbage. And it was, um, it didn't contain a lot. It was, it was very light on facts. And there was um, a lot of misunderstandings uh, about it. So let me see if I can just bring this up. The uh, the Wall Street Journal article um, that Andy Ngo wrote in 2018 that kind of propelled him into the mainstream consciousness was this thing called A Visit to Islamic England. And as you can imagine... There was some fucking, you know, ridiculous uh, quotes in it. Um, you know, like there was so many, there was so many things wrong with with the article. Um, first of all, it sort of, uh, I think he went to uh, London, and then I think he went to Luton, and you know, basically he was he went to, you know, largely Islamic communities, and he was just talking about things like, you know, the 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 niqab. Uh, being worn and he was saying that like oh this is fucking you know this is b b people were walking around wearing these like full body kneecaps and no one was looking at each other and it's like fuck man like dude i've lived i've lived in those neighborhoods i lived in birmingham i lived in Spartbrook. like you know it's fucking it's it, it's not sinister <laughs> it's not sinister it's just you know there were a lot of fucking people that settled in in certain areas and they happen to have the same faith and you know mosques and same culture so yeah they 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 behave in a way that makes sense to to them on a, on a on a cultural level it's not about you it's not to upset you or inflame your sensibilities it's just people living their lives it really shouldn't bother you at all but anyway, so we wrote this article about it. There was, but there, there was some fake stuff in it, and that was the key thing. And uh, he said, for example, um, that uh, th there was the, there was these signs that said you can't have alcohol um, in certain parts of London. Now, and, and he, he said this was because of you know the Muslims imposing Sharia in the area, and of course that isn't what was going on. What was actually happening is that um, there are some mandates by um, London uh, uh, councils that you cannot drink. I mean, first of all, in the UK, you can't have an open container. You can't drink unless it's a designated licensed area, full fucking stop. Worth mentioning. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they do also have signs up outside a mosque saying, you know, hey, no, no drinking. Not that there would be anyway. But then on top of that, now that comes from councils. Not like it's not just like some fucking shadowy Muslim, you know, group all around a table. <laughs> this is how we will get Sharia into. There's none of that. And then the other problem was as well, if you just look at sort of um, the licensing of how they have it in London. There's loads of areas where you just can't drink and there's not a fucking mosque in sight, but it's just you cannot drink in this designated area. So it was a lot of fucking fear-mongering. Um, I really think um, and Andy is someone who is prone to exaggeration. 
I, I noticed this after the assault, which again, the assault is deplorable. I absolutely condemn it. Journalists filming anti-fascist groups should not be being not to even a real journalism. I'm, I guess I'm a radical right. on that one. Shout out to all the Coco Shunters in chat. <laughs> Good to see you, real hands warmer. Um, so, but but I, I also uh, noticed that he um, is really playing up the severity of his injury. There's no d doubt in my mind. I watched all the interviews he did afterwards, and right, let, let's be absolutely clear: a a brain hemorrhage is bad, but hemorrhage just means you know a bleed. Um, and um, yes, any any bleed in the brain area is bad, but uh, you know it sounds certainly way more severe to say, "Oh, you've had a brain hemorrhage." It's like, yeah, you got hit on the head, and there was a little bit of bleeding, but it's all contained and controlled now. And you'll probably have a bit of a concussion, but you'll be all right. I probably had fucking countless concussions and fucking hemorrhages and <laughs> all sorts of shit, which probably explains a thing or two. You know, from boxing and from rugby, and I've had a fractured skull, you know, and and and, and um, a fractured orbital bone and, and all of that shit. Um, and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's your head. It's fine. Um, so I saw him on fucking, like, doing these interviews, and he was talking like he was fucking, like, in a K-hole. And it's like, there's no way... There's no way, there's no There's no way your cognitive function has been that impaired off being punched a couple of times. Um, there's just no way. There's just no way. Speaking to somebody, like, he was talking like he was a fucking, you know, 50-year-old fucking boxer who was fucking CTE'd out of his mind. So, I, and, and, you know, I know from reading his work that he's, you know, he's just prone to exaggeration, that he's got, he does have an agenda uh, to a certain degree. Um, now, again, the irony isn't lost on me of, like, all these other journalists that we'll get to saying, Oh, he's got an agenda, he's got an agenda, he's not a real journalist. Tell me more about fucking Russia. Tell me more about how Russia hacked the election with 20,000 fucking Facebook page likes or something. Like, tell me more about that, right? And then, and then let's talk about agendas, you fucking assholes. But, um, but I mean, he, uh, he also as well has had a big problem with Portland. Now, Portland is a fucking shithole. Portland needs to have fucking martial law applied to it, like, yesterday. And, you know, I'm not just talking about from the Antifa perspective. I'm talking about there's people using fucking heroin. It reminded me a lot of, like, I've been to a lot of fucking red light districts down the years. And when red light districts get really bad and really out of control and they just have that seedy, scummy element in there and it's just like all the people who've got the misfortune to live in that area have to go to work and it's like the war or take their kids to school and it's like, careful, don't stand on a syringe, you're going to get AIDS. You know, there's fucking people just like fucking, you know, in broad daylight, you know, down some alleyway in the trash like some fucking feral beasts. And you're like, this is, this is like a terrible... This is why... All these fucking people then usually go and vote for a fucking typically conservative group that'll come in and shut them down. And everyone goes, oh, thank God they got rid of that red light district. Yeah, and a bunch of your own personal freedoms along with it. You know? What, what, back when I used to go to Amsterdam, the red light district used to be fucking huge in the 90s. Right? It's fucking tiny now. It's like three streets. Devalen. It's fuck all.
So Portland has a fucking ton of problems. Syringes everywhere, drug problems. You're not even a real journalism. Yeah, you know, it's been there's been a there's been That's a, right. a, a it, you know, look. Taser, taser, boys. <laughs> How you doing, Rich? I'm I'm doing good. But you know, think about fucking like you know, we, 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 California with the fucking with the the brownout. There shouldn't you shouldn't have shit everywhere. You shouldn't have homeless people everywhere living in shit because there's no toilets or facilities for them because you've spent all the fucking money on fucking <laughs> vegan biodegradable straws. Like, this shouldn't be happening in, in, a, in a society as fucking educated, enlightened, and, uh, you know, affluent as American fucking society, right? But it is. And Portland's a shithole. But... Andy and Go's relationship of sort of talking about Antifa and the breakdown in Portland and all the problems fucking Portland has goes back to like, I think 2016. Because I'm going to try and bring up another article again on XSplit, so you never know how that's going to fucking go. Um, you can do it. I guess you can't do it. Anyway, he wrote an article called, What is Wrong with Portland? What's Oh, what is the matter with Portland? He published it on The Spectator. Spectators are notoriously uh, right-wing um, leaning and conservative leaning publication. No doubt there's some ads to load, so Xplit will do this thing where you get fucking strobed to death for fucking 10 minutes or whatever. Um, and you can see, uh, yeah, when was this published? Yeah, oh no, this is 2018 too. So this is again when, I, I thought it was a bit early in that, but this is when Andy and Go was kind of like coming to prominence as a journalist. And um, he talks about how he's been documenting, you know, Antifa in Portland. And here's a picture of, that's probably against Twitch TOS. I didn't know that was there. Whatever. Fuck it. It's been one of those streams, hasn't it? This is the, the face of Antifa. Um, side ass can't get you banned on fucking Twitch, can it? Can a bit of fucking unexpected scroll past side ass get you banned on fucking Twitch now? Like, is this where we're at? photographic fucking side ass that's right gonna have to get rid of the vod aren't it but anyway so he's been he's been talking about this for a while and he's been writing about it for a while and you know and just saying it doesn't justify what happened but you have to take andy with a pinch of salt in the sense that he's very agenda driven right and now i understand portland has a problem i don't support what these fucking you're not even a real idiot i don't even know what fascist group right. they're standing up to but they're out on the streets every day <laughs> who doesn't they're out on the streets every day just fighting police passers-by redirecting traffic and the portland mayor has basically told the police stand down let's not antagonize them um you know let's not escalate and it's like guys for fuck's sake like if i'm trying to get to fucking work right and i've got nothing to do with none of this i'm not a fucking fascist i'm just trying to drive to my fucking job and there's a group of fucking pink-haired morons kicking my car and telling me to go drive down the street the police should be fucking taking those people and arresting them and putting them in prison Right? Till they fucking realize that you don't just fucking attack other people's vehicles for the heinous crime of being there while you're having a protest. That's, that's just how, the fact that the police have been told to stand down and to, to not escalate the problem is something that has actually sort of emboldened and empowered them. And it's directly responsible in a lot of ways for why we've had this like violent, 
you know um that was actually my wrist clicking uh, if you heard that um you know why, why we had that this violence and it's it's again remember this is this is a sort of hardcore minority element within a well-meaning peaceful protest movement but in portland it's out of fucking control it's been out of control for a while and in the same way you know yeah evergreen's uh, analogous in a way in the same way that most colleges right for, will have a very liberal progressive contingent who will occasionally want to have peaceful protests and do the hey hey ho ho song with whatever it is that has got to go um usually things that don't exist uh evergreen got to a point where the fucking students had took over the college and were basically shutting down the day-to-day -day process of learning and attack you know intimidating the faculty now so evergreen had gone too far portland's gone too far at this point someone has to come in and fucking correct the situation and given that these people are breaking the law i'd like the police to do it probably and and don't say that lightly as somebody that's like you know not a lover of the police i don't believe a cab but in general i think um i think especially in america there's a not unsubstantial contingent of fucking out of control police and it's tough because you live in a country where you think everyone's got a gun but that doesn't mean for a routine traffic stop you have to fucking flash a piece officer come the fuck on calm down anyway the g is silent it is no i i good thank you uh borrowway I, I thought it was andy no i th did think that Andy, no, 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 no. Um, so anyway, that that that's who he is. Um, but there's a there's a little bit of um, there's a there's a little bit more to it than that because this is a guy who, despite the topics he's writing about, where he's critical of the Islamization of of England, which is something he's largely imagined and made up. Um, You're not even a real journalism. That's right. There was this article I, I found on him when I was researching him, and this was from also 2018 when, when he was sort of rising to, to prominence. Um, and it, I think it will give you a little bit of perspective about why this, why he doesn't tick all of the boxes that he should, because he's he's openly homosexual, he's a person of color, um, and an immigrant, or descended from immigrants. So that should give him a lot of currency with the group that he is criticizing. But he's, but anyway, this was the article. It said, um, for immigrant son, Vietnam trip led to more conservative worldview. And he was talking about how um, his family was sort of labeled bourgeois because they owned their own business. And when the South Vietnamese government um, collapsed, their home was taken and they got thrown into a labor camp. And because of these experiences and learning about it and um you know the, the, he identified the people as doing it as being communist he has skewed incredibly right wing in his thought process so and listen go look it up yeah i mean uh bakerino is is gonna reason to doubt that he's south vietnamese it's fucking that was some crazy shit um you're not even a real journalism so 
anyway, always so, enjoyed the content. No worries, thank you. Always enjoy having you here, variables. Appreciate it. So basically, this is this is like this is somebody who, because of his life experiences and what's going on with his family, he's sort of kind of he is a right-leaning individual despite having all of the uh hallmarks of somebody that would be most likely associated with a progressivist outlook um and as a result this seems to have really made him deeply unpopular uh because it's almost like a You're betrayal journalism and this has been said to him multiple That's times right. um by like Smile. the antifa guys that they've basically said um you're a race traitor uh, which you gotta love that you gotta love that language um being used you know it's like when fucking white guys throw around the, the term uncle tom to fucking describe black people who don't think the way they do um it, it's unbelievably racist and, and, and grotesque um but yeah it, it, it was on record with um you know multiple uh people saying like you know he's a race tra race traitor your family are ashamed of you uh because he has this like sort of you know he's in in their mind he should be having the ma he should have the mask on with them they think they're fighting for things that he wants his opinion is somebody that's you know had experiences uh with what he considers to be not even the, real journalism fine the end game of right. communism where property and you know assets are seized and redistributed he doesn't want anything to do with any of that and finds it morally abhorrent now again i i think there's a lot of idiots out there who basically equate every progressive to being a communist and i'm so sick and tired of um right-wing politicians in america also doing their bit you know the communists will never take over You're and it's like real they're not the communists aren't trying to take over the That's people right. who subscribe to fucking communist philosophy are the 20 year old fucking tanky losers that you know they're right they they'll grow out of it in fucking five years once they go up a tax bracket <laughs> we've all been there i used to be in the fucking socialist workers party like a literal paid fucking member of the socialist workers party i used to fucking go on the marches mate you fucking grow out of it once you realize, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I'm all for redistributing your wealth, but like, you want to take how much out of my paycheck? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow the fuck down. Slow the fuck down. So a lot of, uh, you know, the communists aren't a real fucking threat. They're not, they're, they're not going to take over America. They're, and most people who have progressive viewpoints understand the inherent flaws of the communist ideology. I, 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 I think it's a huge turnoff again to a lot of people because it's just childish it's just childish thinking that we always end up down the same thing where it's like can communi communism can work okay it can but why is it that every time it's been tried it, it doesn't well it's never been properly tried okay cool so let's just do this <laughs> let's just do this circular fucking argument over and you over and over journalism. again uh, and, and then maybe one time it'll get tried properly and uh, until then um, you know, let's just can, can we at least just safely say that it it doesn't work um, So but but I but I also think as well I think all of these like right-wing uh, Ideologues that try and score points by like dunking on communists. It's like if you're unironically like Got a hammer and sickle and saying Stalin did nothing wrong 
You're not a fucking political threat. You're not even fucking engaged politically. Like, you're fucking delusional. You're delusional. In the same way that the people who think there's Nazis everywhere are fucking delusional. It's stupid. Those people are not fucking genuine, uh, po politically engaged people. They're just idiots with Twitter accounts and fucking, they just like to LARP as a communist. And yeah, let's smash the system. You know, it, it's, it's gibberish. So I think people are a bit naive and a bit stupid um, when it comes to that stuff. But anyway, so that's that's who Andy is, right? Now, um, why this is this is this feeds into another thing, um, which is this kind of normalizing of Antifa in the the media. And how you can't criticize Antifa. It became, there was this very weird thing that started happening. And again, it goes back to 2016, which is kind of like the touchstone, where it was like everybody was so quick to talk about this supposed rise of fascism um, that anybody that was calling out fascism was sort of a, a, a cause celebre, you know, um, for, for a bit. And we're, you know, we're being highlighted on the media and, and even mainstream media people were expressing admiration for the bravery of Antifa. Now, I, I picked out some examples just to give you kind of like a breakdown of the history of this. Um, so let me, um, let me see if I can find these for you. Uh, so, you know, Chuck Todd, you probably just saw him, um, um, doing the uh, debates that were on N NBC, uh, acting as a host. And uh, so there was, there was this interview he did where he had, um, he had a talk, he had somebody come on and basically talk about the thing I talked about earlier, which is they always say fascism can only be defeated with violence because of the insidious nature of fascism. Um, and we'll just ignore that we consider anything, you know, right of the extreme leftist positions we hold to be fascism. And we'll pretend that that isn't problematic. We won't, we won't dig into that. But there was this interview that Chuck Todd did where he literally had somebody come on and basically say, yeah, we just got to beat fascists up really. Um, and it was, it was, it was here. Um, uh, they they had they they had this guest on. Uh, let me let me read some of these quotes for you. So uh, Mark Bray was was the uh, who the guy who wrote the Antifa the anti-fascist handbook. Um, can you explain this movement and its roots? And he said, well, anti-fascism goes back to the beginning of the 20th century when leftists of all stripes fought back against Mussolini and. Hitler. The main perspective of Antifa is essentially that rather than simply waiting for the threat to materialize, you stop it from the beginning. So again, it equates this, it, 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 it takes us back to this, because this is the only idea that they have, that um, fascism, you're not even a real journalism, will eventually right. get to a position of power. I forgot I had this on you, auto in you. Well, thank you. Loving the content, Appreciate old it, big Jesus. Pop I am bald Jesus, that's true. Um, so th there's this idea that fascism will always somehow get into a position of power. And once it does, it's too late and the worst will happen and marginalized groups will be killed, destroyed, um, and, and 
you know, across the world and it'll it'll bolster itself unless you stop it before it gets to that point. And the 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 problem with this is an idea is that first of all, the Nat the the rise of the Nazis, the rise of fascism in, in Nazi Germany is such a touchstone moment in history with so many lessons learned from it, with it talked about so often, so frequently. I think if there were any key indicators that were to suggest that we were moving into that era, that would be the point where people would rise up and actually do something about it and would be justified in doing so. You know, for example, Mussolini, Hitler, um, all totalitarian dictators, what do they always do with political dissidents? Political dissidents? I mean, and they're doing this in China, by the way. So again, if you want to look at what a totalitarian government will do with it, with fascist tendencies, you only have to look over at China, who no one will fuck with or even publicly criticize. They are renditioning people off the streets, literally disappearing people, literally disappearing political dissidents, literally rewriting history. Trump is the most criticized man in America. Don't you think that if he had that, like, um, dictatorial, totalitarian, fascist element to him, don't you think some of these journalists would have fucking disappeared by now? Because let me tell you, they do in other countries. So, I, I don't see the indicators of fascism under the Trump era. I know that the big talking point right now is kids in concentration camps is that fucking recurring media phrase. Kids in concentration camps, kids in concentration camps. And you always come back to it and you go, well... Th th those those th there were still children in camps in the uh, during the obama administration a lot of the laws that enabled and, and specifically put those kids in those camps separated from the, those parents were brought in by the obama administration obama somebody who had the president who had deported the most people he deported the most immigrants of any president in history you know more than trump journalism. over an equivalent period of That's time right. Obama, somebody who said multiple times that if you come here illegally, you will be caught, you will be put in a camp, and you will be sent home. He said that. He, he expanded the powers of ICE to do these things. Where were all of these people who were terrified of the rise of fascism then when it was happening? I find this a little bit suspect. That all of a sudden you've come out and now you're using this as a political football. But when Obama was doing it in between drone striking innocent civilians, you you didn't have any issues with it at all because hey, we had a woke we had a woke bay in the White House, right? So, <clears throat> um, it it seem it seems to me that there is a huge issue with this thinking that suddenly we've got more fascist. Either America has been fascist for a while. Which, hey, you want to hold that opinion? Again, logically consistent. Or um, you're using hyperbole. What happened? You're not even a real Wait, journalism. Yeah. That's right. What type of noise was it? A loud beep? It was an audio screech? Mic exploded? Oh, shit, dude. I didn't, I didn't even hear that. I didn't hear it at my end. Let me check. Huh. 
That's weird. Sorry. Well, yeah, maybe the, the call's being recorded. I, I use the phrase, America is, uh, America's been fascist for a while. But anyway, so um, this, this idea that there would be this sudden weird rise of fascism when everybody is looking at every government and every government power that gets brought in, you know, the, the act of a fascist government was the Patriot Act, by the way which everybody signed because it had the word fucking patriot in it. So um um what was what was what did we do off the back of that? The, the Muslims are attacking us. You're either with us or you're against us, said George Bush. George Bush literally the most evil man by the way who's ever been in the White House. Worse than Nixon, worse than so fucking many others. And I have to swallow this fucking line of shit about how donald trump is is some orange hitler when george bush literally did fascist things that we've just that we just yeah we just take it for hey look he's painting now <laughs> he's painting he's a war criminal and he's painting so it's okay he's a, it's okay he's an actual fucking war criminal because he can fucking paint a portrait yeah that's fine we only we only lied and went to war and killed all those civilians, killed all those innocent Muslims. We only did that. That wasn't fascist, was it? That wasn't fascist to literally fake a cause for war with a country that had nothing to do with 9-11 based on a faked intelligence report, intelligence report that we all knew was fucking fake, but Dick Cheney wanted to do it anyway. And, you know, oh, what about what about Halliburton? It's all right. They get all those fat, juicy contracts out there. We'll, we'll, we'll literally run this war for profit. That's fascism. That's the shit Mussolini was pulling. But that's fine. Anyway, so this I, I don't buy into this idea that it's like we must beat up everyone we label as a fascist now. We must attack them, kill them. I mean, you are talking about killing them effectively. You're not just beating them up and then, like, you know, you'll get better. We are literally talking about killing them, essentially. Um, and this is the only way. This, this is the, We must do it now. Um, so he, he, he says here... Um, What do you say to those that are concerned that hey, you're 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 handling you're handing you're allowing this these white supremacists to claim victimhood here? What do you say to that criticism? Since the president is trying to essentially create a false equivalency here, I mean, again, no at no point has Donald Trump ever come out and said, "Oh, boo-hoo, the white supremacists!" <laughs> like it's just never happened. I know everybody likes to use that false quote about there was good people on both sides where literally the sentence before uh he completely condemns he goes i'm not talking about white supremacists here when i say this because they are vile and they should be universally condemned paraphrasing but it was pretty much that they conveniently cut that out it's like clipping a fucking twitch clip to make somebody look bad and this is your mainstream media doing this so no he, he he's never uh, tried to create that equivalence Ch chuck todd but anyway this is the this is the key point here. He was the his, um, he 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 added. This is this is the host speaking. The historical aspect of fascism has only been defeated with violence. I assume this is the argument you'd make, right, Mark? So, um, 
it, it, it's just bizarre. And then the Antifa guy goes on to fucking condemn the First Amendment. Um, and he says, uh, I mean, if no one is praising the Weimar Republic for giving Nazis the right to assemble, no one is really lauding that. And I'd rather have people confronting them than sitting idly. There are no great memoirs written of people who sat idly by watching Nazism rise to power, which again, Nazism isn't rising to power right now in America. It's not. It simply isn't. It's absurd to say it is. There is no evidence. So anyway, run about this time. This was like pretty much a, this was like a recurring uh, theme that like sort of happened on all the news programs where they sort of gave um, a lot of uh, prominence to Antifa, um, people who were embedded with Antifa, Antifa professors, uh, historians that would come on and, and say, yes, Antifa or a fucking, you know, a, a good thing. Um, and then and then this started to spill over on from MSNBC uh to cnn um chris cuomo uh if you remember quite famously he uh came out and said that uh the 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 the, the left when the left were violent they were doing it for the right reasons so it was okay because there was no moral equivalent equivalency between the nazis and antifa um which again understand right being anti-fascist good being a Nazi, bad, calling yourself anti-fascist and then just using that as, an, as, as a pretext to behave like a thug and assault anybody you disagree with, including many people who could not by any stripe be called Nazis, bad, <laughs> very bad, very bad, problematic, dare I say. So, um, he says, I, I argue to you tonight, and this was the famous thing, I think we covered this on the show at the time, um, but I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally, Cuomo uh, stated. Um, drawing, drawing a moral equivalent, equivalency between those espousing hate and those fighting it because they both resort to violence emboldens hate, legitimizes hateful beliefs, and elevates what should be stamped out the bigots are wrong to hit uh, antifa or whomever anarchists or malcontent or misguided they are also wrong to hit but fighting hate is right and in a clash between hate and those who oppose it those who oppose it are on the side of right that's what he said um so Again, the, the, the idea is that if, if Antifa were actually fighting real Nazis that were trying to seize power uh, or real Nazis that were going into communities and, and killing, but they're not. It's like it's the fucking Proud Boys, you know? It, 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 it's, it's not real Nazis. It's just people they're calling Nazis because if you don't have an enemy of fucking fight, if you don't, like, what is Antifa if it has no fascists to beat up? It's nothing, is it? It's fucking, it's dress-up, it's battle sock, it's LARPing. So they, they always must be a fascist. Like in Portland, I don't even know who the fascists are meant to be. I saw an old man just get brained. I can't even show you the clip, because it's, it's too violent for Twitch. I saw an old guy just get smashed to pieces on the basis that he is like a, prou a friend of a proud boy or something. It's like, fucking come on, dog. Like... 
Yeah, you can see what what I've been looking at uh, in my spare time for these targeted ads. Has <laughs> Richard been buying bulletproof vests again? Yep. Anyway, so you know CNN CNN were pushing it uh, pretty heavily. Um, then uh, Don Lemon did the same on CNN. Again, I won't bore you by showing you the uh, the clip. Um, but he basically said that like Antifa were were perfectly fine, that uh, it was a it was a you know because it was violence in a good cause. Uh, there was there was no uh, reason to be upset by it. Um, then the CNN ran a a, a pretty comprehensive article um, that basically was it was propaganda. There's no there's no way of dressing it up. It was basically an apology piece for the Antifa movement. I don't really understand what journalistic um, merits this has. I, don't... I switched to Liberty Mutual because they let me customize. Thanks. Um, and it was basically unmasking the leftist Antifa movement. Um, and this uh, this doesn't unmask them. What it does is it... Um, It, it it just base it actually it sort of I don't want to say humanizes them because I don't think anyone was dehumanizing Antifa in the first place, but it makes them sound like umbel you know like actually the misunderstood that the violence is like really blown out of proportion and uh, they're they're getting disproportionately negative uh, news story uh, news stories about them and. Um, and, and there, was, there was one quote in it that I was just trying to find there where it said, uh, Antifa activists who operate without any centralized leadership told CNN that their goal is peace and inclusivity. And it's like, you, you, you run that unchallenged? Like, you're just gonna, you know, oh, you know, um, Hitler said they won't, they won't invade Poland. So it's all right. They, they said they have no plans to, for, you know, it's like, yeah, the, 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 there's nothing peaceful or inclusive about what you're doing. Um, like me doing a stream like this and talking about this and being critical about this, this gets clipped and then I get called a fascist apologist and then I'm on the chopping block. That's where we're at right now. So the, the, the idea that it, this is about peaceful uh, inclusivity, it's not. You're not even it's, about, it's about peaceful inclusivity for That's everybody right. who actually believes Nazis hole. are everywhere and need to be fucking beat, beaten up. Everybody who disagrees with us is a Nazi and they must be destroyed. And it's just like, not everyone thinks like that, dude. Like, people can be fucking, people can find Nazism reprehensible but not believe that this person over there that says, yeah, I'm not a big fan of feminism, you know, maybe they're not a Nazi. Maybe they just don't like a particular belief system. Maybe they're, they, maybe they're misinformed. Maybe they're idiotic, but they're not Nazis. So, yeah, so CNN did this. There were, there were a few um, other things as well. Let me just see if I can uh, dig them out real quick. Um, there was the thing where uh, Antifa went to Tucker Carlson's house and nobody condemned that. Um, and basically, despite the fact, you, you know how, um, 
Jim Acosta, the fucking clown that he is, is always talking about how dangerous it is to be a journalist these days because Trump has said that fake news is the enemy of the people um, and this is encouraging hate towards journalists. It's weird, he was very quiet when Antifa went to Tucker Carlson's home and terrorized his family. And in fact, no networks picked that story up. And, and in fact, I think the only one who did, because um, ABC ignored it, NBC ignored it, um, did CNN run anything on it? I can't remember. But anyway, you know, I would have thought a group of mass people terrorizing the family of a journalist would be right up your fucking street, Jim, because, you know, journalists are the real victims here, and it's terrible when, when they're made to feel unsafe. So we had that. Um, and that lack of condemnation sort of, again, is a, is a, is a, it's, it's a tacit... Um, it's an implicit support of what they're doing. Um, there was, uh, and again, whenever these videos like come up, you know, if it was a fucking, if it was a bunch of people in MAGA hats doing this, it would be on mainstream news networks. I think that's undeniable, given that we've literally seen CNN track people down for making memes or belonging to Facebook pages, like when they turned up outside that old woman's house. Which fucking boomer isn't signed up to some embarrassing fucking, like, you know, anti-vax, you know, just some fucking gibberish, just because they're idiots. And they fucking went to their fucking house. And fucking, you do know you're signed up to a completely fake uh, Russian Facebook page. And she's like, why am I on the news? Why is there a camera crew or somehow? I'm, I'm a little old lady. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, the, you, you, there was this story where, uh, again, in Portland, uh, there, was a, there was a big protest against, the, this is when the abolish ice hashtag was trending and everything was out. And the um, they 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 were calling uh, a black man, if I remember rightly. Uh, I think he got called the N word multiple times in the video, so obviously I can't play it on Twitch. But this was the only. This was just the, the small local publication ran this. Small small local publication ran a story on it. Didn't say anything about it. Uh, it just didn't blow up at all. Um, and again, it, it, it seems, it seems to me, this is, this is something worth documenting and talking about. That's all. It's a, it's a, it's a, the BBC, of course, they, they waded in and they wanted to fucking let everybody know that Antifa's actually good and it's, you know, not, nothing to worry about. Um, with the seven things you need to know about Antifa and again, in the same way that modern neo-Nazis have very little, you know, if anything, to do with the World War II Nazis, they talk about the 1920s and 1930s anti-fascist movement and think about what they were actually doing and how dangerous it was. And they say, um, well, Antifa started in the 1920s and the 1930s. And uh, and then it and then it sprung up again and had a resurgence in the eighties, and it's like no, these things these things are not fucking connected. <laughs> these things are not connected. The people who were fighting fascism in the twenties and thirties risked their fucking lives. They were brave. They didn't just put on a fucking mask and hit somebody because they had a Trump supporting hat on. 
you know, it's not the same. Uh, just in case you were wrong, you know, you were struggling with it. How do you pronounce Antifa? <laughs> if you wanted to talk about it over tea, how does one pronounce Antifa? And you can see according uh, to Bray, the guy who wrote the anti-fascist handbook, who, who, which this is plugging, um, there are multiple different pronunciations. In the United States, most people say Antifa, like I'm saying it now. In Europe, it's sometimes referred to as Antifa, which Bray believes has been influenced by the Italian word antifascismo. He says Antifa, but doesn't correct people who pronounce it differently. How very noble of him. Um, why do they all dress in black? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what is this? What are we talking about here? This is a group of people in masks on the fucking streets, like, attacking people under the guise of, like, smashing the fascist system we've fucking created. Why do they all dress in black? It's so... You know, to, to to a certain degree, this, like, really sort of takes the barb out of it and kind of, like, normalizes this idea that um, a group that has, by various law enforcement agencies around the world, been called a terrorist organization, um, um, is, is it's perfectly fine, it's benign, it's nothing to worry about. If you've seen them on the streets, if you're not a fascist, why would you be afraid? And, you know, we've seen clips of them actually, like, beating up somebody and then going wait 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 you looked like a nazi though and it's like no nah, i've just got short hair like <laughs> thanks for punching me in the face really appreciate it you're the good guys so you're not even a real journalism that's right um what was the other stuff that was just that was just a ton of this like over the years um yeah what who was who was this person Um, so yeah, like, and weird publications were, were sort of doing, doing this, um, Teen Vogue, I don't understand, like, t teenagers have changed a lot, <laughs> evidently, because Teen Vogue, um, you know, they run stories like fucking how to enjoy anal sex more and i'm like sorry what what like i was pretty out there for a fucking teen but jesus like you know like what fucking haircuts to have what bands to listen to you know like not fucking how to fit two dicks in there like that's fucking mental like why this isn't this isn't suitable for teens come on but teen vogue um journalist kim kelly like wrote this article like what the media gets wrong about antifa now keep in mind the media weren't getting anything wrong wink wink it was all very um positive um about the, the the coverage it was positive right from the get-go because it it actually helps the media's narrative right if the uh, orange man bad fascists are in power um the anti-fascists are on the street fighting fascism 
uh, there's been a problem in America, you know, there actually has been this rise of, of fascism, so thank God that we've got an Antifa out there, and, and a rise of anti-fascism too, um, and instead of observing that this is a problem of labeling, and really what we, what we have at the crux of the issue is, we're just fucking tribal and polarized, we're just tribalistic and polarized in a way we haven't been polarized for a long time, to the point where, it's, again, I saw another article just the other day, what was it, fucking, my, my, I told my friend, you can have the Make America Great Again hat, or you can have me, <laughs> and they chose the hat, and it's like, well, of course they did, you sound like an insufferable bellend. Um, so yeah, Teen Vogue, what the media gets wrong about Antifa, this is a, a pretty long, um, basically justification of violence, um, because it, it the the author evidently believes the idea that there is a fascist group rising to power before our eyes and look this is not a time for civility this is a time for action and um they talk about how bad it is that antifa get doxxed you know that somebody will film them and get their face and then there'll be some real life consequences which by the way Listen, I hate the way that social media is used to constantly like, hey, look, there's somebody, you know, they're they're um, at a pro-Israel march, so in, in the same on the same weekend that ten Palestinians were killed by Israeli forces, so let's get them. And you're like, fucking hell, there was one the other day from the um, from the Fourth of July thing where a woman took a sign. And I don't know if you saw the picture of the, um, that was awful, the, the dead, um, the dead man with the dead kid face down in a river and they tried to get into America and they died. Um, and she had that on a, on a sign saying caution. And she, um, she got filmed with it and she was smiling in the picture because she didn't know she was having a picture taken. And Twitter, which, by the way, they're not supposed to be doing this on Twitter, right? This is against the fucking terms of, terms of service. They were going, find this woman, look at her, look at her. And then somebody had actually interviewed her. And she was protesting Trump and protesting the regime. And she took that sign to show the flippancy with which this dead immigrant and his dead child was treated. But that didn't stop. That didn't stop the mob trying to ruin our life. That's that's where we're at. Fuck social media. Get off it. I would, but you know, I'd, I'd have nothing, would I? If I if I surrendered my audience. But for all you functional people, get off. Just get off it. Um. So yeah, Teen Vogue, <laughs> like. No, it's quite sad that uh, the Antifa get um, get held accountable for their actions. The Daily Beast, they did the um, the classic of uh, the the army. Um, that there was some leaked army documents uh, from the defense uh, from the Department of Defense in the U.S. And what they said there was basically that, like, Antifa were, uh, you know, um, 
that they, they they were they were a joke. They were they were out there attacking people, you know. But then they concluded they didn't really pose a threat, right? So, um, but that was that was deemed to be, oh, the American military are repeating talking points uttered by racists. So wink, wink. The American military's racist. America's racist. The fascist, the fascist totalitarian happening is here. This, this, this will stop Strobin eventually. Like, holy fucking shit. How many ads are they fucking putting on the Daily Beast these fucking days? Each flash is an ad. Each flash is an ad. It's mental. All the fucking ads. Is it still going? It's still going. The fuck? Right. Okay, new rule. Archive only for Daily Beast. Okay. New rule. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll implement that into the stream. Um so anyway, th this was that they, they found some documents um and uh, where they talked about how Antifa were increasingly violent. I think that's a, a fair statement. I think that's ob ob observable, but they concluded that the group poses no threat to the military because of course they don't. Because, you know, sucker punching a fucking 72-year-old man in the back of the head um, might make you feel like a big man. But the reality is, um, the, the military probably is a little bit tougher than you, all things told. Um, but but this was, this was the, again, the, the Daily Beast had to come out. And um, they used anonymous quotes from uh, Antifa activists. And see... If you're anti-anti-fascist, that just means you're fascist. So if you're anti-Antifa, if you don't like what Antifa are doing, you, it means you are a fascist. The question that arises is why is the US federal government casually using a term originating in neo-Nazi circles, said an anonymous source that just so happens to completely line up with uh, our thought process on this particular issue. And keep in mind as well, that this story came out from ProPublica, which is the um, brainchild of Louise Mensch. Um, <laughs> somebody who still uh, maintains Russia hacked the election. Somebody who still maintains that there's Russian agents and Trump is one of them. Somebody who literally said, my sources have told me Steve Bannon will be getting the death penalty for treason and I take no joy in reporting this. How's that working out for you, Louise? You might want to fucking lay off that sniff. Will be my fucking... You're not even a real journalism. That's right. Might want to lay off that beat. Because you've had a relapse. Um, so there was that. There was, but but here, here's what's interesting. Hands up in the chat if you heard about this story, because again, I don't want to be one of the guys who's like, oh, look at all the videos out there, because it's all manipulated bullshit, right? Like you are fed, you are fed, um, whatever the fuck <laughs> the side that thinks they can win you over will feed you, and you got to try and sift through it all, and we're all susceptible, and even a wily old fucking journalist like me who um likes to think you can see through the bullshit and the lies they get me sometimes too friendos it, it, so don't be ashamed 
uh, the, the the best thing you can do is disseminate as much information as possible and take a stance based on all the evidence you've been able to find. And sometimes, even when you've gone to that great length, you'll still be wrong. Because that's the fucking rigged game. The truth, it's... The, the, fuck the truth, right? The truth, it, it, the, we, we can't afford the truth. We've got two sides that believe only their way will save society, save civilization, save the planet. There can be no room for the truth when the stakes are this high, guys. So even the media are just fucking lying. Everyone's lying. Everyone is running game. So sometimes small lies, white lies, lies that don't really matter. Sometimes lies by omission. Sometimes huge, unbelievable lies. I'm, I'm actually working on a video, I'm scripting a video right now called The Media Lies, right? It, it's going to be part of a series, it's going to be like four parts. It's going to be so bad. I, I've, I've like literally since 2016 took all of the big examples of just flagrant media lying. It, it's took me forever. There's so many of them. It's not even like how it used to be 10 years ago, where it would be like if one if a network got a story wrong, it was a scandal. Anyway, hands up if you heard this story. <clears throat> oh, for fuck's sake, X. <laughs> hands up if X flipped a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right, let me, uh, let me get this for you. Right. We'll do it properly. So, here it is. This is the story. This is from Philadelphia. From Philly Mag. Not known for any political persuasion one way or the other right and uh it's two marines um who got assaulted by antifa so two u.s uh marine corps reservists uh got attacked um because they were walking past a uh we the people rally and uh, basically Antifa, uh, uh, it's worth mentioning as well, um, they were Hispanic gentlemen. It's all, they always fuck, like when Antifa fucks up, they always fuck up bad. It was like when they burnt that fucking limousine and it belonged to like a fucking Muslim immigrant who'd come to America and it was like his entire livelihood. They always fuck up big, right? But anyway, Alejandro uh, Godinez and Luis Torres, um were basically assaulted um by antifa uh people while they were in public and, and and um they tried to explain to them like we are just marines and we have nothing to do with any of this and we're just walking past and and the antifa people who assaulted them kept saying you're proud boys you're proud boys though you're proud boys you're in the alt-right proud boys and the marine said i didn't know what the proud boys even meant so we had two military two hispanic military people beaten up in public by antifa this story did not make any of the mainstream media publications why so again show of hands who heard who heard about this story? 
Because don't you think two Hispanic fucking military people being beaten up by a group? Now imagine two Hispanic Marines beaten up by two people wearing MAGA hats. I think we're still hearing about this story today. So, my entire point of this little segment here, which I I know it makes it look like I am a fascist sympathizer and I'm super down on fucking Antifa, is just to say that the mainstream media have definitely done a good job of running covering fucking fire for Antifa. Let's not pretend that they're being like condemned now and and it's always it's been so tough for them and the media is actually playing trump's game and all this no no fucking way they've done some reprehensible stuff members of antifa and again i am not condemning the entire anti-fascist movement because i'll never do i'll never do that to any movement with the you know if you've got lunatics in your fucking group right you got to weed them out and you weed them out by having a more structured approach like why why do you all have to wear masks if you're not doing anything fucked up like real talk, I, I I went on so many protests when I was when I was younger. I I went on so many protests. I've been on marches. I stood up to the fucking people coming into Birmingham and trying to fucking you know EDL, BMP. I never wore a mask to do it. Never, never had to. Why? What am I doing wrong? If I see a fucking skinhead attacking a Muslim and I I'll, I'll wade in and give him some digs, I'll bet fucking. I'll, I'll bet dollars to fucking donuts. Like a cop's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not opening that fucking piece of shit. Fuck him. Give him the digs. I'm all right with that. I don't think anyone's gonna convict me, <laughs> even if it went to court. So what am I wearing a mask for? You guys are beat. On the other hand, are beating up fucking off <laughs> off duty fucking military reservists, Hispanic no less, and you're wearing masks. And you're beating up Hispanic people. I, I don't know. That kind of sounds like Trump's America to me. But you're Antifa. It's ridiculous. So, um, I, I, I wanted to. I just wanted to frame that because it's important to know. You're not even a real journalism. How we get to this? That's right. Story. Um, Love the content. Why it kicked off as badly as it did. Um, so, oh, and there was the other classic thing, uh, <laughs> just in the spirit again of shit that's absolutely outrageous. Um, was it this one? Um, because uh, you you know what I got you know I got to show you this I'm not I'm not fucking going anywhere till I find this one. Uh, was it this one? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Brian Fallon um, did this. A few people made this same tweet. Actually, made me wondered if it was fucking um, if it was fucking planned. Like, it was like, because we have to remember how Chris Cuomo is. His brother is a Democratic fucking politician who actually has ties 
um, to Antifa to a certain degree. Would uh, I guess I should bring that up in a second, actually, if we're doing this chronologically. Um, but this tweet went around, and a few people did this. So Chris Cuomo, again, the CNN anchor, said, let's not forget, and it's anti-fascist disrupting a large gathering of white supremacists and it's the D-Day landings. This is so fucking beyond the pale to me. Again, I, I fucking cannot stand Americans that play fast and loose with this shit. I cannot. I fucking cannot. Because if you know anything about what went down on fucking D-Day, and, you know, you might have watched some of the movies, those fucking boats <clears throat> with the with the flip-down fucking doors, you got fucking just pinged. You just got fucking mowed down. You just got fucking absolutely obliterated. And... If if you were lucky, you could use your fucking friends as a fucking human sandbag to fucking get out onto the fucking beach. And the water and the fucking sand was just red with this shit. Just fucking dozens of kids fucking killed with machine guns. Right? And I'm supposed to fucking think in my mind... That these cunts who were running around in masks sucker punching people know anything about sacrifice to the same fucking degree. It fucking sickens me. And I'm not even a patriot or a nationalist and I'm anti-war. But fuck me, come on. Read the fucking room. It's fucking unbelievable. As a fucking descendant of an actual veteran... Of an actual World War Two veteran fucking hero, it is so ghastly to compare Antifa uh, uh, to the D-Day landings. The funny thing is, as well, Chris Cuomo denied he made that comparison. How how on earth am I supposed to read? How how on earth am I supposed to read that tweet? But what's it, what's interesting is, as I said, a few people made the same tweet uh, around about the times of the um, uh, D-Day uh, anniversary. Now, you, you might have heard of Brian Fallon. Brian Fallon is uh, a former aide, um, a, a very uh, a well-known in Democratic circles. He was uh, an aide to Hillary Clinton. He was an aide to Chuck Schumer. Identical tweet. Like, identical tweet. Also confronted the Nazis without a permit. And you're like, yeah. Let me know when the fucking Nazis in Portland are entrenched on a fucking hill with a fucking machine gun and they're mowing down dozens of brave Antifa super soldiers, charging at them, trying desperately to just clog them with the dead so we can finally fucking rid ourselves of this global scourge. How fucking dare you? It's fucking... I, I don't even get offended. That's fucking outrageous. That's out fucking rages. Anyway. I'll put my right wing snowflakery away. Let's talk about why this blew up. Um, because you might have heard about this. And this is like Quillette. Now Quillette has a reputation of being a right wing publication. And in the sense that it publishes people with right wing ideas. But you have to remember... Uh, it's trying to be a throwback to, um, it's trying to be a throwback to back, uh, there was a time 
where you could be a, a, like a contrarian or, or somebody who was argumentative, somebody who didn't go with the mainstream, and you could hold ideas that were, you know, they weren't radical, they might have been offensive, but you could hold those ideas. Like, for example, Christopher Hitchens. He'll always be my go-to example. I, I, it's no secret. Up on that bookshelf, I have everything um, Hitchens ever wrote. I, I, um, I think he was an incredible writer. I think he was an incredible talent. I think he was an incredible mind. Um, and I fundamentally disagreed with loads of shit. I fundamentally disagreed with loads of things he said and did. Fundamentally. Like, with, with his support for the Iraq War unbelievable to me that a man that intelligent a man who professed to be anti-war can justify a fake war that killed innocent civilians because it overthrew saddam hussein saddam hussein was a tyrant he was an awful beast but he was he was a beast that was created by the the america that hitchens loved so much and um he effectively apologized for that right crazy crazy that a man that intelligent so bright would support that war um and um i didn't like the when he when he wrote that article where it was uh why women aren't funny and he tried to proffer an anthropological explanation of why women can't do comedy and why no woman can be funny which you know look um there are funny uh female comedians uh, <laughs> that's not even uh, up for debate um, and I think trying to draw like inferences and trends and stuff. I, I admit we're all different. I think a broad stroke statement, why women aren't funny, <laughs> is is pretty ignorant. Um, and it was baiting. And yeah, you guys get it in the chat. It, it was an article yeah, it was designed to be incendiary and trolling. But wasn't it nice that back then you could write an article like that and you didn't get called an alt-right misogynist? and 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 deplatformed instantly because hitchens would be would be banned now you understand Hit, hitchens for his view of being pro-iraq war anti-islam and writing an article that says women aren't funny he he would be deplatformed there would be no there would be no hitchens we wouldn't we we would be, we would go to see his tweets they wouldn't be there we'd go to his facebook page it'd be deleted Hitchens would not be part of the global social media conversation anymore. No chance. No chance. But there was there, there was a time. There was a time where people of different beliefs, you know, like say Galloway and Hitchens used to clash all the time. Um, and they could come together and they could like write articles at these publications and the publications would run them all. And it was like, if you just wanted to go and just read something like exciting spicy interesting brave bold you could go to certain publications and find them new statesman used to be like that before it went super lefty um slate used to be one if you can even fucking believe that and they don't exist anymore and they're not allowed to exist anymore and quillette is trying to be that now i should have brought this up earlier andy no um actually oh god he actually um said that there was some truth to not phrenology but the idea that skull measurements can tell us things about um about people it's like oh fucking god 
Why are you doing this to me? Um, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, it's fucking brutal. It's so brutal. But this is what I mean. No one holistically. No, like, somebody can be a victim and be a piece of shit. And I'm not saying Andy is a piece of shit. He's, I just think he's an idiot. I think his life experiences have been formed that idiocy. So I'm trying to, to understand it. And being an idiot, last time I checked, not a cause for being assaulted. But anyway, so Quillette has got this reputation as uh, being this, um, you know, right-wing publication, this Nazi rag. And it's not. It's just trying to be a throwback, but that such are the times. But they've published some articles that I'm just like, this is terrible. But one of the things they did, there was this Twitter account. And um, it was run by a guy who we'll talk to in a minute. And he wanted to explore the connections between these journalists and the Antifa movement. And why it is that Antifa was getting all of this unbelievable praise. Again, hilarious Team Vogue journalists saying, oh, the media are getting it all wrong about Antifa. Meanwhile, every article is, is an excuse or an explanation. Nobody thinks anything about having that Antifa handbook, by the way, still sold on Amazon. <laughs> Meanwhile, bookstores are banning Mein Kampf, which, <laughs> listen, it's, it, 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 it's a, a super important historical book fucking you don't have to agree with the historical books you don't have to but you don't burn them <laughs> you don't burn them um anyway so they ran this article that basically was an exploration of the data that suggested there were a lot of connections between uh, antifa and, and these journalists and the mainstream media and everything else um and this is it here. Uh, it's not your imagination. The journalists writing about Antifa are often their cheerleaders. And uh, again, Andy No features prominently in this. This is the data set. Uh, basically, it sort of shows the connection of, um, you know, P journalists that are kind of writing positively about Antifa and, and why it's going on. I'll, I'll, I'll read you the, and this is, based on social media so i'll read you the um I'll, I'll just read you how they created this so you can because looking at that doesn't tell you much um so anyway in october 2018 my research partner and i decided to investigate the truth of the impression of the you know the connection between the journalists and our team uh, by using a mix of network mapping and linguistic analysis to see which prominent journalists who covered antifa also were closely connected to leading antifa figures on social media so um, one of the things that you, you'll find is like the, you know, the journalists that are out there going, no, 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 Antifa's fine. It's all fine. And it's like, wait, you follow all these <laughs> members of Antifa. This is kind of like a, this is a conflict of interest, uh, is what we call it <laughs> in the business. Um, you know, and in the same way that if a journalist was saying, no, 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 like Donald Trump, uh, uh Don, Donald Trump's, uh, you know, cabinet is fine. And then it's like. This journalist was seen coming out of Donald Trump's house at like 4 a.m. covered in pee, you know. <laughs> uh, you, you'd, you'd, you'd ask some fucking questions, wouldn't you? You'd ask some fucking questions. Anyway. 
we then inspected the Antifa-related stories that the journalists had written. We created a data set of 58,254 Antifa or Antifa-associated Twitter accounts based on the followers, based on the follows of 16 verified Antifa seed accounts using a software tool that analyzed the number and nature of connections associated with each individual account. We winnowed, is that a word? Fuck, I never heard that word. Uh, we winnowed the 58,254 Antifa or Antifa-associated Twitter accounts down to 962. This represents a core group of Twitter users who are connected in overlapping ways to the most influential and widely followed Antifa figures. Of these 962 accounts, 22 were found to be verified, of which 15 were journalists who regularly work with national-level news outlets. It should be stressed that journalists' close social media engagement with any particular group should not be seen as incriminating per se. Many journalists follow and even interact with all manner of figures online, either out of personal curiosity, professional interest, or even as a means of developing sources. You know, that's why I like follow 6,000 people on Twitter and everyone goes, your timeline must be a mess. And yes, it absolutely is, but my DMs are fucking straight fire. Uh, in identifying this group of 15 journalists whose engagement with Antifa is especially intense, our goal was not to accuse them of bias out of hand, but rather to identify them for further study as to determine whether or not there was any overall correlation between the level of their online engagement with Antifa and the manner by which these journalists treated Antifa in their published journalism. The correlation turned out to be quite pronounced. Uh, of all 15 verified national-level journalists in our subset, we couldn't find a single article by any of them that was critical of Antifa in any way. In all cases, their work in this area consisted primarily of downplaying Antifa violence while advancing Antifa talking points, and in some cases quoting Antifa extremists as if they were impartial experts. These journalists include, for instance, Kit O'Connell, a self-identified proudly anti-fascist gonzo journalist. Cringe as fuck, by the way. And I say that as somebody whose fucking gamer name used to be fucking gonzo. So, um, trust me, if you call yourself a gonzo journalist, uh, first of all, except you know Hunter S. Thompson, he was a one-off, he was a genius, he'd fucking hate you. Uh, two... You don't even practice gonzo journalism because gonzo journalism was so antithetical to what objective journalism was. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you do objective journalism, but what gonzo journalism was that you inserted yourself into the story and became part of the story through the means of reporting on it. And it was done in a very off-cuff and aloof and erratic fashion. That's what gonzo journalism is. You are not that. <laughs> you are a blogger. <laughs> so, I don't, you know blog blogging cunt would be a better a better label anyway whose work often reads like an faq that one might find on an antifa website in one piece for instance he wrote that protesters wear masks so that they may create a sense of unity <laughs> oh this shit's real dog oh this shit's fucking real dude Oh, God, this is actually real. Um, that they wore masks because that they may create a sense of unity. Uh, and uh, I've got to do it again, haven't I? No one cared who I was till I put on the mask to create a sense of unity. And you think this gives you control over me, mainstream media? 
Um, <clears throat> so it was to create a sense of unity and common purpose, nothing to do with hiding your identity, folks. It's about it's just a uniform. Relax. Um, Um, and common purpose as they protect other activists from attacks by police and fascists. Another article is bluntly and somewhat ominously titled, Nonviolent Activists Must Never Work With Police. Uh, Patrick Strickland, another journalist among the Group of 15, specializes in reporting on the far right in Europe, notably Greece. His book, Alerta, Alerta, <laughs> Alerta, Alerta, Snapshots of Europe's Anti-Fascist Struggle, has a blurb written by Mark Bray, oh, that kind again, author of Antifa, the anti-fascist handbook, which reads, As a fascist darkness descends over Europe, Patrick Strickland uncovers the bars, squats, fight clubs, and street corners where resistance burns brightest. Oh yes, because nothing says our cause is righteous more than squatting in other people's property and fight clubs. <laughs> Oh, kill me. Each page of his journey breathes with the tumultuous struggles of brave anti-fascists who risk imprisonment, assault, and even death to take a stand. Unlike O'Connell, Strickland presents himself as a serious mainstream journalist and has written for the New Republic and Politico. As of, his, uh, as of this writing, he is listed on Al Jazeera's website as a senior producer for Al Jazeera's English. Why do none of these people have a problem with Qatar, by the way? Any of y'all able to answer that? Because Qatar is pretty fucking evil and is using literal slave labor. I, I just don't understand why anybody would want to um you know be like hey i'll take i'll take the qatari money thanks i'm a principled person <sighs> a more prominent example is jason wilson a portland-based writer for the guardian one of his recent articles focused on a U.S. regional intelligence report whose authors concluded that Antifa and the far right share responsibility for street violence. Experts say the report mischaracterizes the dynamics of the street violence, Wilson complained. One of Wilson's main experts in the piece, it turned out, was none other than the Antifa handbook author, Mark Bray, who predictably denounced the report's contents as ludicrous. In fact, Bray makes regular appearances in Wilson's articles. So does fellow Portland resident and eco-extremist Alan... Eco-extremist. Alexander Reed Ross, who regularly writes for Antifa publications, such as the It's Going Down anarchist news site. Was it, it was It's Going Down that um, organized the Tucker Carlson thing, if I remember rightly. In another column for The Guardian, this one about the 2018 Occupy ICE protest in Portland. That was the one where that black police officer got racially abused and called the N-word by Antifa. Because obviously, well, you work for 
you work for the police, you work for ICE, so it's it's okay now to be racist, apparently. We, we feel so strongly about white supremacy, we'll happily call a black police officer the N-word, because it's really core to our belief system. <laughs> so, um, and we, we're not just... Uh, you know, look, I want to tell you guys an anecdote. And it stuck with me. And I think it's the most profound um, uh, way to explain Antifa, right? Because, as you know, I used to be a fucking lefty. I used to be... I, I used to be into all sorts of shit. I look back and I cringe a little bit right now. And one of the things that I... I, I don't really cringe about it. Um, it it's questionable. But um, hunt saboteurs, right? Like some, some of y'all motherfuckers won't know about this. Fox hunting. Now, fox hunting um is it's literally what it sounds like uh basically in certain parts of britain it used to be the case that uh rich people would get up on horses like lit and then they'd get a bunch of dogs right and they would go after a fox um on the premise that it was pest control and they would ride and ride and ride and ride and chase the fox until it got tired and the dogs eventually got it and then the the fox will get torn apart by the dogs and then they'll go over and they'll take the blood of the fox and they'll put it on the face of the young hunters who were there and that's getting blooded and all of that stuff so fox hunting i didn't like this when i was younger i, I mean i don't like it now I don't like cruelty to animals, but I'm a fucking meat eater, so I gotta reconcile that bullshit. You don't like cruelty to animals? Well, how do you think your steak gets on your plate? Yep, I know, I get it. <laughs> I get the hypocrisy, it's fine. Okay, but I fucking love steak, so what, am I, what the fuck am I gonna do? So, I used to go on um, fox hunting saboteurs. You used to call us hunt saboteurs. Because I lived in an area where, where uh, these cunts were doing this shit and it, it was pretty heavy like it, it's it's inarguably a criminal act what people used to do first of all you would get pheromone sprays and this would fuck with the dog's ability to um track the scent so this was one way of doing it in kind of a you know benign fashion but generally what we would do is we would fucking scare the horses, we would throw fucking stones at the fucking guys on the horses. Um, you know, you would you would do whatever you had to do to disrupt it. Sometimes it was violent in nature. And um I remember I remember talking to a fucking saboteur one time while we were like bedded down waiting for the fucking horses to go past. It was some cunt I didn't know. And he was like some swampy looking motherfucker, you know. All crusty as fuck, dreads, you know. And um, I said to him, like, you know, oh, fucking, how did you, um, you know, how did you get into all of this? And, you know, because I live locally, so, you know, I see these cunts all the time. And he just said, like, um, he goes, I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't give a fuck about foxes, but when else am I going to get a chance to throw rocks at rich people? And it always stayed with me, that. It always stayed with me, because um, I think I think there was a lot of people who were, were hunt saboteurs who were doing it for, for, for that way. 
It was it was it was it was, a, it was part it was an extension of class war. It was nothing to do. Like who, you know that that guy that geezer next to me in the fucking trench by the side of the field. A fox to him is a ginger rat, which obviously makes it worse than a rat, doesn't it? Because it's ginger. Um, I love redheads, so I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you. Um, he doesn't care about the fox. <laughs> he cares about getting one over on fucking the wealthy bourgeois cunts. So that, to me, is what the majority of Antifa is. I think I, I think they're angry about stuff. I think that I think a lot of it goes back to class and disenfranchisement, and I think they create this fucking f fantasy in their mind, like you know, fucking Jonathan Price in Brazil, where there are fascists everywhere for them to attack, and they use Antifa as the means for getting out this frustration. I I I think I think the the phenomenon I got to observe as a young man, you know, stop trying to stop fox hunting and hearing that anecdote, I think that taught me a lot. Anyway, Wilson quoted local activist Louis Marquez to the effect that I think this occupation is a beautiful thing, a wonderful thing. He's got the Trump. Uh, He's got the Trump linguistics, hasn't he? Uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> we got the best. Uh, every single person here is a hero. Marquez is, in fact, a prominent Antifa leader in Portland uh, and has been arrested on numerous occasions due to his militant behavior. He's actually in some of the videos uh, from this um, uh, uh, Andy knows stuff, including alleged theft and assault. Um, so anyway... I won't read you the full article, but basically Quillette ran this piece where it was uh, a data set that proved that there were connections between journalists and Antifa. This is ahead of Andy No going to Portland. Andy No is an editor at Quillette. You, you, hopefully you can start figuring this out now, how the pieces are all coming together for this video. Well, the guy who created the data set and Quillette themselves started getting attacked for running this article, which nobody could find anything that disproved any of the statements in the article. What people were upset about was, well, you're kind of you kind of saying that they're the baddies, you know, like how how can Antifa be the baddies? It's in their name, anti-fascist. So so what are you doing here? So you had that guy like Nathan Bernard, seriously mentally ill man posing as a journalist. Like you know, there, there, there's there's um, there's there's a few um, out there who are just clear, like they have real problems, and people should ignore them. I, I never like bringing up that guy's shit. But anyway, there was a an, another article got uh, brought up. Um, can we can we fit this in? Yeah, here we go. Uh, and it was this was the guy who published the article in Quillette and he talked about the smear campaign that came out because they said he was a troll they said he couldn't be trusted they said he was a liar they said his data was flawed and this was going mainstream so he did a a, a blog here called how they ruin you inside a smear campaign run by activists and journalists so we said here, in a recent article for Quillette, I presented the results of a study 
looking into the concerning relationships between Antifa and national level journalists. This was never the sum total of anything I had set out to do, but simply a consequence of separate academic research I had conducted into the left-wing radical group. But as expected, directly after publishing my article, there was an immediate and coordinated backlash from those same journalists mentioned in the report. For me, this experience demonstrates an ideal example of how these groups cooperate to target dissenters. My initial thread on Twitter, which I published on May 15th, mapped out the relationships between 15 Twitter-verified journalists from publications such as The Huffington Post, The Guardian, and CNN, and it was met with days of derision and abuse from Antifa accounts on Twitter. Jason Wilson of The Guardian, one of the chief examples I'd outlined in my study, we, ju we just read that, uh, mock mocked me and said, getting lots of traction with this thread I see, best laugh I've had in a very long time. Can I ask what your PhD was on? Um, and indeed, this guy does have uh, does have a PhD. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, it wasn't until Red State, PG, PJ Media, and Quillette picked up my research that the mockery and abuse quickly turned into character assassination and suppression. Two days after the thread was published, I was asked to appear on Al Jazeera's flagship political show, Inside Story, on an unrelated issue. I have been asked to come onto the show and speak about the exceptionally important Christchurch call to action, a multi-governmental commitment to eliminate terrorist violence and online-based extremist content. It was an important subject for me, and the show went well. Shortly after filming, the producer messaged me to say how proud she had been of the panel. There's the message. Then not too long after excitedly phoning my family in Ireland to see if they had watched the show, I realized it had been taken down from Al Jazeera's YouTube page and removed from their homepage. I contacted the show's producer who had been so pleased with the show. The producer indicated that she had received an email from Luke O'Brien of the Huffington Post, who had made very serious allegations about me being on the far right. She also noted that Michael Hayden had written a tweet to Al Jazeera stating that I ran an alt account whose primary shtick is to mock feminists and immigrants. And you see here, Al Jazeera put Progdad on TV as an expert on extremism. His primary shtick is to mock feminists and immigrants by pretending to be a social justice warrior. Who exactly booked this show? I did indeed run a political satire account called Progdad TV. I used to follow Progdad, by the way. So I know this is a, a, a legit thing. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and it, it uh, ran it from November 2017 to August 2018 uh, with a few sporadic appearances thereafter. It was intended to spoof modern outrage culture across the political spectrum and managed to build a fan base in doing so. I even managed to gain praise from leading comedian Joe Rogan, who said he found the satire hilarious on his popular podcast. My biggest hit as Prog Dad was, the prank, was a prank which took aim at vegans, a duck heart in a Kinder Egg spoof intended to start a conversation on ethical meat consumption with a small child. And this went viral on Christmas Day. Frog Dad was never abusive, it was never racist, never criticized immigrants, women, or religious minorities. It was a parody intended to mock the ridiculous tone-deaf attitudes of white upper-middle-class progressives that have become the hallmark of that demographic. And you guys will know, if there's one thing you can't criticize, it's those fucking blue-check, white, upper-class progressives. You can't. You get banned. Always. 
I found it interesting that Michael Hayden claimed that Prog Dad was a racist, sexist account, not just satire, when he and I directly interacted at one point, and he told me how funny he found Prog Dad after I pranked him. And there's the screenshot there. He said, lol, you got me, dude. Should have played it more low-key, but definitely one of the better trolls I've seen for a little bit. Full admiration of your trolling ability, and I mean, I am legitimately impressed here. Why didn't you commit longer? I found it more interesting that Michael Hayden claimed and later maintained that Prog Dad was a racist, sexist account when in later conversations I informed him directly that I was an extremism researcher and I was using Prog Dad as a vehicle for research into far, the far right. You're not even a real journalist. Though Prog Dad had begun as a spoof and was generally right. a lot, genuinely a lot of fun, I spent more time online and I was able to pinpoint a small but noticeable faction of followers who interacted with my posts not out of comedic enjoyment but hate. They hated people on the left, virulently. And I put on my professional hat and became interested in developing a set of interventions to prevent some of these people from drifting into extremism. Hayden interviewed me in mid-2018. <sighs> these fucking guys. And though I was wary to break cover and put my far-right research at risk, I did let him know my intentions were prog dad. He said, here, I'll give you the last question. And he said, well, we're not too far apart in this regard. I started out doing youtube videos for comedy i didn't really foresee the degree with which i would become a bit of a cult hit with the far right being invited into chats to give me a heck of an insight into the types of characters that are there and going on this uh, this is my interest in my real life job looking at the profiles of extremists and looking at interventions that might stop a lot of these especially younger ones sliding so far right that i have no doubt the journalist who was now condemning him and calling him fucking right wing Okay, I'm good here. You really helped me out. This was really interesting. No worries. Good chatting. And I might like to talk to you in the future about something I'm working on. My big reason for still being here. It's not about prog dad, but extremism and working on those interventions. Yeah, you really did mention interventions, didn't you? So why did he, only two days after my Twitter thread on connections between the media and Antifa, suddenly contact Al Jazeera and misrepresent the prog dad account, who he knew damn well to be satire, and who he knew was my research vehicle? Why did he suddenly deny finding it humorous? What urged him to instead discredit me and conflate Prog Dad, the satirical account, with Ian Lenahan, the researcher? It only got worse. On Friday morning, three days after my thread on journalists and Antifa, I received confrontational and unsolicited DM from Luke O'Brien telling me he'd contacted the producer at Al Jazeera. I was confused. O'Brien knew Hayden. I thought he'd shared journalism. information on my background. That's right. Luke O'Brien there. Well then, how shall we proceed? Did you contact Al Jazeera? I have sent an email. Positive or negative? Later, the producer texted me and stated that O'Brien had said he covers nationalists, neo-Nazis, fascists, and Islamophobes. And he told us, you are one of those extremists. Some more messages here. This is from another Huffington Post reporter. He covers nationalists, neo-Nazis, neo fascists, and Islamophobes. He said you're one of the extremists. The Post reporter also says you've had numerous other accounts that you used to troll and harass people. You work with an alt-right harassment crew called The Shed, and they are deeply racist, homophobic, and Islamophobic. Some are also anti-Semitic. He replied, part of our exchange last night where Matthew Hayden realized that, that we had spoken over a year ago and while I was undercover, and I told him about my intentions. He realized I did tell him at the time, and he said he would email you today to let you know. 
While I was explaining myself to the Al Jazeera producer about the O'Brien accusations, I was in contact with Hayden, who I believe to have some decency based on his position at the SPLC. That's the Southern Poverty Law Center that's going down a fucking toilet because of all their bullshit. And I'm not in friendly history surrounding Progdad, even though he had reservations about my act. I asked him, after reminding him of previous conversations, to intervene and help me. I gave him the producer's email and he agreed to contact her. I felt relieved, but I was quickly washed away when I found out they used the opportunity, the trust I had placed in him, to lie. This is him asking the Al Jazeera producer. Did he, did he send you anything positive about me? Al Jazeera producer. He did the complete opposite. He discredited you. He misrepresented me and Prog Dad to Al Jazeera. The producer was explicit that he had taken the opportunity I had given him, providing him with the personal information of the producer to discredit me. Fortunately for me, Al Jazeera had a level of professional integrity these journalists did not. Prior to inviting me to the panel, they had already vetted my experiential expertise, and now they demanded evidence from Hayden and O'Brien to back up their accusations. Well, you're asking journalists for evidence these days. You're out of, you're out of your mind, Al Jazeera. Um, anyway, she confirmed that O'Brien never produced any evidence. Hayden produced two pieces of what he called evidence, the first being three links to the Daily Stormer, which famous neo-Nazi website, which had featured Progdad links at various points in time. Progdad did appear in the Daily Stormer. Understand, by the way, the Daily Stormer does this fucking thing where it, like, trolls. Like, Daily Stormer has been, um, they, they've run positive stories on Ilhan Omar, all right? Because th that, that's what they fucking do. They're garbage. Um, Progdad did appear in the Daily Stormer. He also appeared in several Polish newspapers, The Poke, The Pluralist, The Huffington Post, PJ Media, and Joe Rogan. The second piece of evidence, uh, evidence from Hayden is far more absurd. He provided a tweet from at Rams Paul, who Hayden referred to as an overt white supremacist. The tweet stated that Progdad had been banned from Twitter as part of a spoof campaign to stage bleed-ins in public pools across America. This is this is uh, the bleed-ins about the whole free bleeding movement that started on 4chan. Anyway, this is untrue, which could have been confirmed at any time. Progdad had been suspended for mocking a literal white supremacist, the Lucid Hurricane X. This individual was so vile that he was later banned from Gab, a free speech platform with very liberal standards on speech for doxing a liberal activist. Um, in his only two pieces of evidence for his allegations that I am a right-wing extremist, Hayden could not produce a single tweet by me, Aeon Lenahan, or Progdad demonstrating any supposed affinity. Progdad was satire. He was meant to be ludicrous and absurd, and he parodied privileged white extreme progressives and the social media outrage merchants for whom new parody accounts popping up like four-leaf clovers. He was not extreme or coming from a place of hate, and Hayden knew that. Still, he attempted to undermine my reputation through slanderous guilt by association claims and misrepresented what he knew prog dad to be um so anyway they they show some other um connections here and some uh, other evidence uh some other connections they sent some stuff to the daily caller um and then if i remember rightly uh yeah that's actually it um 
but yeah, basically it ends. It says any statement suggesting I have no connection to uh, these organizations are defamatory, require immediate full retraction, blah, 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 blah. So this is what happened to a guy who was just a parody account. You'll notice as well, there's been some notable par parody accounts that have been banned on Twitter. The AOC press core account that got fucking banned out of nowhere, right? Like, because we can't criticize her. Um, you know, and, and, and Progdad got banned for arguing with white supremacists, kind of similar to the time Sargon sent gay porn to interracial gay porn to trigger the, to trigger all right people that were, um, you know, going after him. It's just ridiculous. Um, but this is all linked because Quillet and Andy No were now fucking targeted because when, when his, uh, thread got deleted, uh, Quillette basically picked up, ran, that article and uh this is the torch paper andy no knew uh something uh was going was going to happen because ahead of time he said this he said i'm nervous this is the day before the assault i am nervous about tomorrow's portland antifa rally they're promising physical confrontation and have singled me out to be assaulted i went and took a carlson last year to explain why i think they're doing this they're seeking meaning through violence and uh let me uh, bring up the thing here you can see oregon city proud boy blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, local far-right islamophobic you journalist andy no, who participated in the patriot That's prayer right. and proud boys attack on cider riot on may 1st 2019 so he was named in it um <clears throat> and then uh and and then this is just also something from from the antifa we realize that there are many valid reasons why people cannot engage in physical confrontation you're like oh well the moral one right like no um there are plenty of other ways to help be a medic stand together with others to create a shield that people can duck behind after assaulting somebody create a distraction uh, watch out for cops use your imagination there are any number of creative things that can be done to help but we all must work together to defeat the rising tide of fascism in the u.s it is important we leftists of all stripes stand in solidarity we encourage people to come out and show their opposition in whatever capacity they can and definitely help people commit random acts of violence uh, because that's fine um anyway So Andy No knew there was some shit going to go down. And uh, I think I can show you the video of the assault. I can't show you some of the other stuff because there's blood. But I'll, I'll show you the video. I can show you the video of uh, Andy, Andy No being beaten up. Uh, let me just find it. I, I think I got it here. Is this the one? That's the aftermath. All right, I'm gonna have to go into my Twitter likes here. Man, I've got some fucking unbelievable fucking likes, dude. I have some unbelievable likes. It's fucking out of control. I, I gotta get a grip of myself. We need to do a Richard Lewis show. I gotta get fucking sound back in. There's just too much crazy shit going on. Um, 
Right. This is the yeah. This is the thing. I got a fucking porn star doing the um. You know this bottle, fucking bottle cap challenge that everyone's doing. I have a porn star literally doing it with his penis. <laughs> it's fucking unreal. <laughs> he literally is. He, wang. That's number wang. He fucking does it big time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got some... Oh, fuck, I gotta, I gotta scroll so far back for this Andy Andy knows fucking video. I'll have to do it, though. All right. Yeah, I can't show that one, obviously, on fucking... Uh, on, on Twitch. Um... What was that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Biden guy whose head got fucking bust open. We're getting closer to it. Is this the video? No, that's another journalist being beaten up by Antifa. It's a guy wearing some gauntlets. It's another guy getting kicked in on the floor. That's a fucking Bollywood video of just muscle-bound Indians doing kung fu. I'm fuck. I've got problems, dude. What else can I say? I got real fucking problems. That's some Tariq Nasheed bringing him back. Um, Democratic debate. People accusing. I went through all those likes and uh, I haven't even found the original video. Is this? Is this go, go! Oh yeah, yeah, here we go. This is actually it. So this shouldn't violate Twitch TOS. Uh, there's no blood, there's no gore. It's just someone getting fucking go, go! punched. So, um, just in case, well, you'll, you'll get it together pretty quick. That's Andy, the journalist. Right, in the blue t-shirt. Uh, he's in typical attire for doing his job, which is he puts a big backpack on, has all the spare batteries in and cameras and everything else, and he has a body cam, and he's usually filming with his phone. Um, and what what immediate, immediately stood out is, like, a lot of people will come all the lies and the bullshit that came out in the aftermath of this, both sides of him at it. Um... But a lot of people were trying to, like, make it out that he just got milkshaked. Even though the video clearly shows someone giving him repeated digs in the face. Uh, so, see? Right? Someone leans in. There's a kick. Another kick. Egged. Right? And then he walked off. So, just in case you missed the actual, right? There's a kick. Punch. Kick and a punch. Here it is. Boom, boom, boom. Yep, fuck you, Andy. People still throwing stuff at him. Fucking own, bitch. And then, fucking own, bitch. So, uh, here's, here's the thing. Um, a lot of people really try to play down the uh, violence uh, in that clip. And that, oh, it was just a bit of sort of harmless 
uh, humiliation. Uh, just to just to show you. Uh, just to show you the aftermath, just to, just so you guys know, like, it, it definitely did fucking hurt the dude. These were the photos uh, that came out from the uh, hospital. Um, assume an exploit opens them. Which, of course, it's not gonna, because it's fucking exploit. Right, here we go. I've got a better one anyway. Show some of the cuts on his ear. Come on, you can do it. Put your ass into it. Man, I fucking... How hard is it just to fucking... Right, this one should do it. Yes, thank you. Um, so... Uh, you can see here, uh, you know, that's a pretty, you know, it's, it's a pretty serious contusion to the uh, left eye uh, above. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the right eye has a little bit of bruising and stuff. That's a cut where you can see the earlobes come away. I mean, this is quite common if you get, again, talking from experience. I had a lot of scars on my ears. Uh, and actually, you know, one of the reasons my eyebrows are kind of fucked up a little bit, I have, again, you can't see it on stream, but from just years of head work, uh, you get little cuts and nicks above the eyebrows. One of the things that'll happen is a, a miss, if a punch misses and skims off and it catches the ear, well, these little bits down here, if you have earlobes, not everyone does. Some people actually, that it's fucking weird, uh, but there is sort of, sort of connected to their head. But if you have actual lobes, super easy for them to get ripped. I got I got scars on my earlobes from these years of abuse. So this is that that's quite common. That's that, that's consistent with a scuffed punch. You know, like you went for somebody's head and you just skimmed. Um, and this this down here again is just consistent with you know kind of friction from from a forceful uh, blow. But you know this is. This is the one where you can see you've already got a bit of a hematoma going on in the uh, in the eye. You have swelling, got a bruise, bleeding. Uh, mark to the eyelid shows it was like very direct, very, you know, a, a big punch. You know, I'm not trying to go all fucking CSI on you. But uh, th this is a guy who was punched pretty fucking hard. Um, that was a guy who was punched pretty hard. If you start getting, if, if, you, if the capillaries uh in your in your eyes pop and you get that like you know what was it they call them eight ball hemorrhages because you, your eye sort of go black after the blood sort of starts to ease off and, and go rotten um the uh if you get one of them you've been punched pretty fucking hard <laughs> like pretty hard that's talking from experience it's also science um so 
I, I think we can see there that it wasn't just sort of harmless fun right that those punches connected and did meaningful damage to him so at this point you would think like fuck it dude like you just gotta fucking come out and condemn it and just say like this is bad like andy no might be a twat but uh no uh, what actually happened was and it was interesting because we started to see the divide cnn um came out and actually condemned the violence if you if you can believe that given that some of the people who'd had earliest answers but i think they recognized like shit we've actually been um we're a little bit connected to this uh so let me see if i can find the tweets they put out because you know they're journalists, so they just delete them all the time. Um, yeah, it, it, this, there was this one. Uh, so after the video was sort of going viral and trending, uh, Jake Tapper from CNN came out and, and did right. again. It's unbelievable. When CNN are the sensible ones, monkers. Yeah, I know, right? When when CNN are the sensible ones, um, they they act, he actually came out and said Antifa regularly is at journalists and is reprehensible. And he linked uh, other times that journalists had been hit or reports about journalists being hit covering uh, Antifa events. And some of these work for big networks. This is not a new thing. This is something that's been percolating for a while. So Jake Tapper did that um, and, and, and called it out. And Brian Stelter did too. Little squeaky Brian. He fucking came out and called it out, right? So credit to him. Um... He said on his show, uh, reliable sources, try not to laugh, kids, reliable sources. He said, uh, you know, even the One critics more. of Andy No should have no problem at all in saying that the assault against him was unacceptable. That's it. story uh, that you need to know yes. about before we take a break. Uh, this yeah, is a protest we're... that mm. turned violent against a member of the media in Portland, Oregon this weekend. Uh, conservative journalist Andy No was out there covering rival protests on Saturday. Antifa on one side, right-wing figures on the other side. But as the demonstrations clashed, uh, protesters, uh, it appears to be Antifa protesters, uh, then attacked No. Uh, he's been out there in the past. He's been covering protests in Portland for quite some time. Uh, his critics say he's there to, to cause trouble. But that's unacceptable. Uh, the idea that he would be attacked, that he would be uh, bloodied in that way, uh, unacceptable, period. Uh, and it's important uh, that everyone make that clear, uh, even left-wing critics who don't like him and, and things like that. Just, uh, just want to point something out. It's got nothing to do with anything. This guy is like four or five years younger than me. <laughs> and I'm not even in great shape. Like, holy fucking shit. Holy shit, life hit you like a ton of bricks, motherfucker. What's going on? Like, you must have had the toughest fucking paper round ever. He's, mate. He's 33, uh, yeah, 33, 34. Can you believe that? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's it just always like uh, look i'm going bald i'm overweight but come on dog this is mental 
Like, legit, like, 42. Come on. Forty-two. He's got to be at least. But no, 30, 33. So just saying, like he's had, he's. Had, I can say this now because I don't work at Turner no more. He's had it fucking tough. He must have had it tough. I don't know what he's been doing to himself. Straight catfishing with his profile pic as well. Like fuck me. I know it's easy to forget I'm an old man. You know what I mean? I'm in. I'm. I'm past the fucking threshold. I'm heading into my late 30s now, guys. I've been around a long time. But I, I think I still look young. I think I still got it. I think I'm still hip. I think I'm still cool. Young at heart. I look around 40. Fuck up. Don't look anything close to 40, you mad cunt. What are you talking about? Fucking talking about. I still get asked for ID, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Fucking bitch slap that fucking triple X flying through the force, motherfucker. Get, get him. Fucking come on, mods. There you go. You look like my uncle. He's 39. Okay, well, that's about right. Yeah. You know couple of years on the wrong side but i'll take it i definitely do get asked for id journalism. in the u.s you definitely that's do right. that's a fact so that's right doesn't look a day over 21 Dang don't you. know what any of y'all mean mm. I definitely don't look like i'm pushing 50 this I can tell when there's kids in the fucking audience and they go, oh my god, you look so... You don't know what a fucking 50-year-old guy looks like because you got some fucking... The only 50-year-old guy that you know is like your fucking dad and you got some mad idealized version in your fucking mind about how he's, he's my dad, so it's, I've been around him all the time. He's not even old. He's going to live forever. Get ready for sadness, cunts. Life. <laughs> fucking mocking people for being old is so fucking dumb. Like, oh, you lived long? <laughs> Fuck you. You know, yeah, all right, let's hope you do the same, eh? <laughs> let's hope you make it as far as I did. Anyway. How old is Joe Rogan? Getting on now, man. He's like late 40s, isn't he? He ain't 50 yet. He's not 50. Joe ain't 50. Nah, no chance. Yeah, he's fucking 51, isn't he? Fuck, looks better than me. All right, well, you know, but he's an, he's an outlier, and he? He's a fucking outlier, isn't he? You get cunts like that, don't you? Yeah, he's doing really well for 51, no doubt. But, you know, he looks after himself. Plus, what do you, he, he's talked about it as well, so it's not even a secret. He bangs that fucking human growth hormone in. Like me, like me and Sam, when, when Sam's next out here in Vegas, it's stem cells. Stem cells. For me. I'm getting the fucking stem cells pumped straight into me, dog. Like. Might do all of that shit, too. Um, well, bang, bang in the HGH. Oh, he's on fucking TRT as well. Fucking do it. 
Do the TRT. All right, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, Richard needs to be fucking hyper aggressive. Uh, anyway, so Jake Tapper even called it out, right, from CNN. Right. Brian Stelter called it out from CNN. I think Charlie Warzel did too, if my notes are correct. Charlie Warzel, who's from the New York Times. And we know they fucking don't mind a bit of this shit. But he said, uh, um, this doesn't discount the situation is fucked and that violence should be unacceptable. But there are also serious risks involved in putting yourself in volatile situations. Which is true, but it didn't just fight, but it's true. But we'll come to all of this stuff. But the problem that we then had was, because these mainstream fucking journalists had decided to have the audacity to say, hey, Maybe journalists shouldn't be getting beaten up at Antifa rallies. There were people who came out and wanted to fucking correct, correct uh, Jake Tapper. Um, and uh, one, of the, one of them was there's this guy called fucking Vegas Tenor. You're not even a real journalism. Um, he right. replied. Now, Ve Vegas Tenor. Let's FKN go. Yes, let's. Uh, Vegas Tenold, apart from the fact he's got a fucking great name. Uh, it's the best name I've ever heard since the main villain from the first mission of legendary ga uh, uh, Spectrum game Laser Squad, Sterner Regnicks. That's a fucking great name. But yeah, Vegas Tenold. He said, Dear Jake, a thread. And he addressed the other instances of assaults uh, in his thread, which were, first of all, an egg lobbed into a crowd where a journalist happens to be isn't attacking a journalist you're being silly um i would say that if if we're agreeing what was it's not about agreement the law states if you throw food at someone it's it is an assault um if you throw an egg into a crowd and it hits a journalist you have assaulted a journalist if you throw a brick <laughs> into a crowd uh and it hits somebody on the head who happened to be a journalist you wouldn't go oh, i wasn't trying to assault a journalist i mean come on fucking you know, I, I threw a brick into a crowd. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why, why are we, why are we creating a framework where that's all right? Second, uh, stop your pearl clutching, and then so someone swats away a camera or rips out a microphone, it happens. And it, just so you know, in in the other videos that was there, it was a fucking journalist trying to put a mic somewhere. They ripped it out. There was also an instance where a um. A journalist that was covering Antifa, somebody sliced the recording equipment up with a knife. Um, I've, I've seen uh, videos of, you know, there was a journalist at an Antifa rally going way, way back uh, when it was about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And there was a guy who got like really badly uh, hit as well. And then, so what he decides to do to, to sort of justify uh, Andy No being beaten up, he says, listen. I've had a camera broken by Tea Party members, and I've had a camera drowned in goat's blood at a voodoo ceremony. You don't hear me griping about violent Midwesterners or Haitians. I've had a gun pointed at me by a Klansman. I've been shot at by Israeli security forces, and I've been pelted with rocks in Jerusalem. These things happen when you cover volatile situations. I don't blame these people. I know the risks. Yo, dog. Like, uh, if you get anyone pelting me with rocks, I, I blame them. <laughs> I 100% blame the people throwing the rocks. I know it's volatile, 
I've been out there. I've covered race riots. You know what I mean, dog? Like, I, I, I've, been, I've been there. But 100%, if, if I get assaulted, I blame the person who assaults me. I don't blame me for fucking going out and trying to cover it. That's mad. Like, what is that? Like, I understand it's a risk, but that's like... That's, like, so fucking crazy. That's, like, the short skirt fallacy. It's so fucking unreasonable. Um, also, clearly you don't understand what Antifa is. They don't hold bi-weekly meetings where they discuss their relationship with the media. They are people like you and me. Some are dicks, some aren't. Some don't like journalists, some do. And then, this is the most ironic fucking tweet ever get ready guys this is gonna fucking seriously if you're allergic to irony turn off my stream go if you, if, if you have an irony allergy right now you will die this will kill you he says maybe if you stopped lumping people together and calling them reprehensible and started actually asking yourself how we cover vulnerable communities and counter-protesters, then the mean kids would stop taking your camera away. Y you mean, if you stopped lumping people together and calling them reprehensible? You mean like fucking all Trump supporters are fucking Nazis? You mean like that? You mean like that fucking mainstream narrative pumped into my fucking skull for fucking three years? Do you mean like that, Vegas Denold? Because I'm fucking ready. It's fucking insane. How do you type that? How do you fucking type that? Uh, fuck. How do you type that and then go, oh, wait, actually, yeah, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was about to say something really fucking dumb and really hypocritical. How, how do you type that? <laughs> how? Does any, like, whatever. Good old, uh, good old Vegas 10 old, good guy. Maybe if you stop calling that Antifa group reprehensible and lumping them all together, we can get back to fucking saying anyone who's ever wore a MAGA hat is as bad as someone in the fucking SS, and, uh, you know, a border, a border camp, uh, is the same as Auschwitz. <laughs> you know, let's get back to the real truth, people. Anyway, uh, I think as well, there, there were a couple of other people who uh, sort of quickly jumped in and wanted to correct Jake Tapper because he was abusing his platform. There were a lot of people who condemned uh, CNN uh, for even having Andy know on, on the show. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was good, by the way. Um, that's a separate thing. I'll, I'll bring that. I'll come to that in a second. What about was was this the other thing? Uh, You're not even a real journalism. That's right. Less than three. Oh yeah, l less than three, homie. Appreciate this up. I uh, know this was just a video. Of, uh, sorry, I, I thought you. Were so anyway, they did the arrests. Um, they finally investigated it and did the arrests uh, for um, the in incident. 
I just want to bring this up because whenever Antifa get arrested, some universal truths about Antifa. Almost always white, almost all fucking unwashed, and almost all, like, dysfunctional in some way, and, like, very, very apparently so. And so the arrest thing, they arrested three people, uh, two of which were women. So, you know, you got that going for your sisters. Keep up that equality. Uh, but the, the there was just one thing that really stood out. This was the, uh, the, the Portland Police Bureau put this out. This one on the bottom, her head-to-face ratio is just off. It's just fucking off to me. It's just, you know, the, there's something. It's like when you do that fucking trick. You know what I mean? Where you fucking, you take somebody's photo and you take their face and you go into Photoshop and you just shrink it down 50% and then put it back on over the head. Do you know what I mean? You ever done that? It's like the face, like look at all this free real, it's free real estate. Look at all this fucking free real estate around her face. Oh, what's, yeah, straight dead foxing, isn't she? She's fucking dead foxing out of control. And then... The, the 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 other things like okay her ear her ears right like this isn't normal is it like maybe i've got small ears but my ears go from like my eyebrows to like like hair like like hair. look at hers eyebrows to like top lip what's happened like what's going on what's going on what like i don't know man i'm just saying maybe if you have that type of face to head discrepancy maybe you are more likely to join an extremist movement maybe that's something we should be looking at um <laughs> oblivion character it's fucking wild isn't it you know and then we bleed purple <laughs> up top like fine it's all good northern to see here uh anyway so yeah those uh, that was just something i wanted to laugh at right so what do you think happens right you're not even a real journalism a gay asian journalist beaten That's up right. broad daylight by a group You'll of masked white guys face jk love <laughs> everything that you do yeah this is what you fucking subbed there nosk tray you know you're only two months into your journey you know, nah, you're alright. I'm not like fucking Destiny. I'm not gonna ban you for mocking me. It's fine. Mockery. As long as you sub, mockery's okay. Not gonna give you an IP ban or anything like that. You're 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 good people. You're good people. Thanks for the money. Appreciate it. Uh, right. So, uh, let's let's start breaking down what happens because for me, this is just clear. It's just unequivocal. It's just so easy. It just come to the right conclusion here that look. By all means, be out there. Protest. Protest your fictitious fascists. Do it. Have at it. Right? Uh, once your protests involve punching people in the face, especially non-fascist gay Asian journalists who are there to record what you're doing, which, by the way, is also their protected First Amendment right, um you you're the bad guys journalism. the end <laughs> the end That's right. just the end the box is gone you know you you have to understand that like so i would have expected this is what we would see is fuck 
they're gonna fuck it up. How do we how do we spin this? Well, we can't spin this. Fuck, we'll have to condemn them. But what we'll do is we'll go with not all Antifa. That was where I honestly thought we were gonna go. Not all Antifa. Not all Antifa. Makes sense. It's very easy. It's a layup. It's sort of true. Fuck it. You can style that out, right? Mainstream media. Not all Antifa. Just do that. No, 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 no. They went, it was like watching the fucking stages of grief with these cunts. They went through so many fucking phases. So the first thing that the fucking journalists, the fucking blue checks came out with was Antifa didn't commit an assault. It's on fucking video, but it didn't happen. Here's what they said to begin with. This is Dan Arl. Uh, he came out and uh, said andy no deserves to be milkshaked hit with silly string and honestly much more however it's exactly what he wants because he knows he can turn the small act of getting milk in his hair into massive donations and sympathy for his fascist cause well we saw actually from the injuries he didn't just get milk in his hair he got two fucking black eyes a torn earlobe uh, and several other scuffs. So, yeah, but, you know, this is Dan Arl. This is a guy who fucking fantasizes about being fucking Indiana Jones and thinking he's ever going to punch Nazis when... I'm, I'm fucking... I don't even know. Those tattoos will probably wash off in fucking warm water, the fucking pussy that he is. But anyway, that's okay. Christopher uh, Matthias from the Huffington Post, he fucking said uh, this. Boom. Uh, milkshakes have this special power of revealing how fascists and their enablers are giant fucking snowflakes. So, HuffPost journalist, remember remember what we were talking about earlier with all of the uh, whole uh, connections with Antifa and the journalists that run offense for Antifa and how there was a Huffington Post guy who did this. Just saying. Um, so, sure, Andy No did put this tweet out saying peaceful protest. So I'll give him this, and uh, it looked like a bird just shit on his bag or whatever. But let's be real: this, uh, this, these tweets were coming out after uh, we knew that we were getting to uh, that. That something far, far worse had happened. So he said, "Oh, it's just it's milkshakes, it's milkshakes." I'll introduce you again. Uh, I'll reintroduce you, I should say, to the seriously mentally ill Nathan Bernard that I talked about earlier. This is the guy who says that if you've ever used a picture of a clown or a Pepe, you're 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 a Nazi. Uh, he calls himself a free speech activist. He at Bernard Media. I don't even know what that is. He runs a blog. If you can bring yourself to do it, have a look. There are so many false stories on there. It's like horrifying. It's like, it is just like a window into a seriously mentally ill person. But instead of talking about aliens or CIA giving him fucking missions through the fillings in his teeth, it's instead he's, he's just talking about fucking, um, you know, fucking the evil fascists are everywhere. One of those, you know. Um... So yeah, after relentlessly baiting and harassing Antifa, far-right so he deserves it in other words, uh, far-right provocateur Andy No finally got his wish of being milkshaked. Far-right simpletons like Tim Pool will milk this victim story for the next week at least. And this is after he saw uh, that he was beaten up and you can see uh, Andy did tweet out in the ER. Now listen, as I said earlier, just to repeat it, um, I, think, I think both things can be true. I think both things can be true. I think both things can be true. I think Andy no milked it. I, he's gonna milk it. Yes. Doesn't mean he deserved to be punched in the face. 
Do you see what I mean? We, 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 we exist. We exist in this fucking time of only binary thinking. No, 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 no. Andy No can milk it, but he also didn't deserve the thing that happened. You see how those things aren't contradictory or mutually exclusive? Good, cool, come aboard. Come aboard, fucking logic, sense, reason. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else. Like, just not being fucking reactionary, knee-jerk, fucking twat. Like, I, come on, like, it's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. It's fine. But anyway, Nathan Bernard there. Emily Gorsensky, uh, Gorchinsky, uh, I always forget how to pronounce her name. She's another person with real mental health problems. Um, says here, uh, let's all have a moment of silence for the single paper towel that gave its life to clean this nylon waterproof bag. Uh, Potius Mori Quam Fadari. Um, she was very uh, flippant about it. Antifa didn't assault anybody they are good people they would never do such a thing uh then there was talia lavin talia lavin by the way it's incredible to me because i thought there was a policy now i thought there was a policy on twitter where if you published fake news you got banned i thought anybody publishing fake news got banned talia lavin is the person who fucking smeared a disabled veteran in a wheelchair who had a navy tattoo on his elbow and said that it was an iron cross neo-nazi symbol when actually it was from his unit in the navy she then got a job lecturing journalism technique at a new york university which it got cancelled because no one signed up to it She should be banned on Twitter under the new rules. That story is the most egregious example of fake news and just lack of due diligence of any journalist I've I seen in the last two years. It's far worse than any of the Trump smears or any of that. She said a disabled veteran was a Nazi and had Nazi tattoos on his body because she was too dumb to fuck and too lazy and didn't give a fuck to actually go and check what the symbol was. Um, and of course she gets to write a book and gets to lecture people on journalists just like that other feminist fucking journalist who lied about Tim Pool and conspired with three other people. It's okay when journalists lie, guys. Just get used to it. It's it's like it's like we've just cut the part out where it was like again, thirty years ago. Undoubtedly, if you were a journalist and you were caught lying in print, have you ever done anything wrong? go look up what happened to Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan, he's a twat, but Pierce Morgan lost his job at a Daily Mirror because he published a uh, photo that was fake, but it was a faked photo of something that was really happening. Now, still inexcusable, but he published a fake photograph of something that was happening, of abuse in, uh, of Iraqi detainees by US military. And he lost his job, and he never worked in uh, journalism again. And we still have the occasional story come tumbling out about how papers he worked on had fucking hacked mobile phones or whatever. You know, he's a piece of shit, it's fine. But he lost his job over that. He lost his job over that. Now, 
that to me is like the standard that we should be held to as a journalist. These days, journalists cut out timestamps and go, Yeah, just been to one of these camps on the fucking border where the kids are in cages. Like, you cut the timestamp out. That was from an Ob that was during the Obama administration. That's from like 20, that's from like 2014. What are you talking about? And they, they, they doctor, they doctor shit and it's fine. It's just, it's just, it's just par for the course. It's just par for the course. Anyway, Tali Lavin said, you know that feeling when you're pre-exhausted by what should be a round of predictable, myopic, savagely irritating discourse? Oh yes, yes, I call it every time you open your cunt mouth. Yes, yes, I'm very familiar with it. Uh, not gonna comment on the current thing. I'm just not not on the main anyway. Oh good. You're so fucking brave You have a fucking alt account that you piss and moan about on fine um, And then there it was somebody pointed out you already did though And then you deleted it and she deleted when an Antifa bird poos on your backpack because it's okay It's okay to assault gay Asian uh, Journalists in public because you're the good guys Right, so that was the first angle. That was the first angle. Uh, Antifa didn't assault anybody. Then, when it became clear from the fucking video, and the fact everyone was going, hey, they totally did assault him, uh, they said, ah, right, okay, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, let's deflect and say, well, Andy's not a journalist. So it's not that bad, because he's, he's not a journalist. So, here we go. We have, uh, who's this? Dan O'Sullivan, uh, formerly of Vice, I think Rolling Stone too. He said, Andy No is not a journalist. And in any event, he went there hoping for exactly the outcome and for tweets like this from Jake Tapper. So, hey, it's fine, right? I mean, you know, he went uh, to film Antifa. So he's kind of asking for getting beaten up by Antifa, really. Kind of asking for it. And he's not a journalist, so it's okay. You know, no need to panic. We're journalists, people like me, some cunt with a fucking marshmallow for a head. I'm I'm a real journalist because I write fucking lies about the rise of fucking fascists I've imagined for Vice and Rolling Stone. Andy knows filming Antifa. He's a cunt, so You're he deserves it. And he's not a journalist, so don't get That's upset right. about it. Noah Balatsky, NBC, and again, NBC. NBC have, for me, a much greater responsibility right now to be publishing the truth because you're hosting the Democratic primary debate. You paid for it. You got your exclusive fucking content. So have a fucking journalistic standard. Noah Balatsky from NBC said the following about why Andy No isn't a journalist. He goes, I don't know the details. What I'm I love when people preface... I'm about to make a value statement. I'm about to make a value statement about the thing that happened, but I don't know any of the details. You're a fucking journalist, dog. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you, you should, um, you should probably look up the details before you fucking tweet. I don't know the details what happened in Portland, but calling Andy No a journalist is inaccurate. Doing so gives fascists a propaganda victory. 
He then followed it up. I don't know why that's true. I don't know why calling Andy No a journalist. He is a journalist. I don't know why that gives fascists a propaganda victory. Um, cool. Uh, Balatsky then went on this weird fucking tirade. Uh, as several folks have said, No is a far-right activist who pretends to be a journalist to spread hatred against Muslims and to target journalists for hatred and potential violence by fascists. He pretends to be a journalist specifically to get journalists to treat him as one of their own in situations like this, rather than treating him like Richard Spencer, that's neo-nazi richard spencer that's richard spencer who co-opted the term alt-right and gave birth to it that's admitted white nationalist richard spencer um which is most much more closer to to being who he is that doesn't mean what happened to him was right though his own testimony about what did happen is not reliable but reporting on this as if he's a neutral journalist rather than a far-right figure doesn't reduce further violence. On the contrary, it helps fascists organize and target people on the left. He then talks about Charlottesville. Uh, he says Charlottesville wasn't a one-off. Fascists and far-right street gangs have been holding rallies and marches with some frequency. Yeah, we all know, and we all condemn that too. The goal is in Charlottesville is to physically harm, intimidate, and possibly kill marginalized people and people on the left. People who organize against these rallies to try and reduce the harm they cause are regularly demonized in the media. I've just demonstrated that that is a lie. They're not regularly demonstrated in the media. In fact, media figures consistently run PR for them and present it as perpetrators, though they are in fact risking their safety. People who organize in this way don't always make perfect decisions. They're in very tense situations confronting people who openly want them dead. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's okay that people punched the gay Asian journalist in the face repeatedly because they make bad decisions because they're under a lot of stress because everyone wants them dead. So it's okay that they beat up the person because, you know, it, they're just stressed. Antifa are just stressed out, guys. They're just stressed out. We prove, by the way, when we look at the fucking mugshots of Antifa, ne'er a person of color to be found. Ne'er a... It's, it's just white middle-class fucking college dropouts. Every time. What's almost absent from mainstream discussion is the sense that the real threat we face is from fascism. That people confronting fascists in the street are putting themselves at real risk. And that if you throw, if you throw solidarity to fascists, free speech will not benefit. That's what he said. So, it's fine. Then, uh, we had, uh, this... Gary Lagum, he writes for something called The Contemptor. I also have to say, at a time You're not even a real when journalism. it's now near impossible to get That's verified, right. who the fuck Antifa's are these cunts? Fight or flight switch stuck in place, I guess. Who the fuck are these cunts? Because it, it's, it's insane to me that, um, you know, you, 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 you see... 
people who are verified who write for publications that have no credibility. These people have done nothing. They have no following. They have no work. Like, how the fuck are you verified? It's mind-blowing, anyway. Um, Andy No writes for a fascist-friendly website and just a couple of weeks ago was on his standing for phrenology. That's what they talked about earlier. Uh, it's okay to not induct him into the journalism clubhouse. I think that's less egregious. Um, but when you contextualize it that he was tweeting that after he was assaulted um it does read as a uh, an implied uh, approval of the of the violence karen gaia if andy knows a journalist and your shitty aunt with the too long christmas newsletter and the forwards about sharia law as a journalist stop equating his shit disturbing for money with actual journalism especially if you're a motherfucking journalist yeah only we the journalists get to decide what journalism looks like by the way did we mention that uh we're we're even gonna call out cnn uh then we have uh oh just as a reminder as well about this karen gaia um this was a classic um hopefully this is gonna open you can do it. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. All right, we'll try this again. Don't give me your fucking... Don't give me a 404, you fucking smelly asshole. All right, here we go. There it is. Um... This was this was her in just 2018. This is an ancient history. Uh, she literally, right, um, said this was during um, the peace talks, which for some reason loads of liberals are against with uh, North Korea. My thoughts and prayers are with Kim Jong-un today. Hopefully he will drop a bomb on CPAC. CPAC is the conservative political... Da -da 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 -da. It's a group conservatives coming together so she advocated for a, a foreign uh totalitarian power to a, to kill americans on american soil with a bomb she did this on twitter she's still allowed to tweet by the way even though again inarguably a violation of twitter's tos this is this is her talking about what's reasonable and how we absolutely you shouldn't empower fascists you shouldn't empower bad people now let me tell you about that kim jong-un and why he should kill americans yeah they're not hypocrites folks um so then the the the, the narrative um Oh, by the way, yo, I don't mind. We can just cut this out, Crip. Yo, Parmesan Pistol, what, 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 what is your, uh, what is your intention? Like, what are you, what are you trying to achieve? You keep, you keep typing. You're, uh, you go to me. He's just doing his best Sargon impression right now. How am I doing a Sargon impression? What was the other thing you said? How diverse are my demographics? You know, it's, it skews mostly male. Uh... You know, based on what I've seen, it's pretty pretty well mixed, though, in terms of race and geography, uh, certainly sexuality. So I don't I don't really um, understand that question. Um, so 
what 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 is it you're trying to do? What are you trying to imply? How am I doing an impression of Sargon? I'm interested. Con, you got my attention. You wanted it. Why aren't you typing? I'm dunking on all posts with no clear objective or point. How am I? This is this is stuff that happened well like a week ago. This this I'm not you you don't think it's relevant that someone that's like talking about how uh extremism is wrong. You don't think her saying that North Korea should blow up and and kill and American American citizens who disagree with her you don't think that's an extremist position you think that's reasonable yeah current tweet is from February 2018 so are we pretending that a year ago is ancient history now do I seriously take that literally do I think everyone else would be held to the standard that they that it would be literal have you ever seen alt-right shit posts yeah I dunk on them all the time I'm guessing you don't believe that though right guessing you think I'm a fucking alt-right apologist just because I fucking don't like morons on either side and I, I value truth nah you don't think that well, what the fuck do you think what did you mean by the Sargon impression I'm more I'm more interested in that I don't give a fuck who you follow how am I doing a Sargon impression dunking on all posts you, again i've explained the relevance to the argument i've explained i've explained that how is that doing a sargon impression you're not even a real journalism that's right okay so i'm somebody who is going to publicly advocate for a journalist being extre extreme right by filming things that are actually happening and i'm gonna say it's okay he's assaulted meanwhile i am saying conservatives should be blown up and killed but hey it's just a fucking joke man so no one no one take any action against me you don't see the inherent contradiction You know, because I, I do pride myself on not having absolute fucking cretins slither into my fucking chat and think that we've, like, got something in common. Because we don't. Because you're fucking dumb. You don't even understand what I'm talking about. But you are going to sit there and type and try and fucking goad me and then you get the response and you just fucking back up. Is that it? That's it. You're 100% out. Fucking stay out. Right? I don't care what fucking platforms you follow me on. Do you know how many fucking idiots I have to fucking deal with? If you can't understand the, the, the reason why she doesn't get to call out extremist positions based on saying something like that on fucking social media 
Like, there's nothing for us to talk about, buddy. But but good job, good job typing repeatedly in chat your fucking nonsense. And fucking distracting me from trying to entertain the rest of the fucking stream. Good job. Fucking garbage fucking humans, man. <clears throat> right. So apparently that has no relevance. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't fucking remind you about how the journalist that's saying Andy No is an extremist called for the death of fucking conservatives. I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't point that out apparently because that's just I'm just dunking. It's just low hanging fucking fruit. Right. So anyway, then we move on to um, it's just Andy No who was assaulted. So this was the next line of fucking defense. Um, Andy, because it, it, it was just Andy No, and Andy No is now established to be bad, and isn't a journalist, and is a fascist apologist, it's perfectly fine to assault him. You can totally do that. And this is what we uh, ended up with here. Uh, C.G. Wurleman. C.G. Wurleman, again, another person who actually, um, used to be really anti-Muslim to the point where it was just unpalatable, who now is bringing himself out as the most progressive human who ever fucking lived, um, said anti-fascists, you know, you know like Second World War veterans, That's so we've, right. still gotta, we've still got to push this. Smile. That some fucking unwashed cunt in a mask in Portland is, is anything like my grandfather. Like, it, it's mind-blowing to me. Uh, attacked him, not because of his race or sexual orientation, but because he's a Muslim-hating fascist who panders to and promotes white supremacists. And then he followed it up by going, uh, Okay, in no way am I endorsing or condoning the violence with the above three. I mean, by literally explicitly condoning uh, and endorsing the violence. Uh, I'm merely explaining why Andy No uh, was attacked. Um, now, let me just show you. C.G. Wurleman massively uh overcompensating uh from what i uh from what which well hang on one second we'll get to i think i got a few tweets by him is this another one by him oh no this is this is a separate dude so ignore this for now we'll come back to you're it. not even a real journalism that's right this one this is what cg whirlman used to fucking type it's all fun you and know, games until the person you see next year yells Allah Akmar. Right. Today I take whiskers to get muted. Uh, the vet says she's not a virgin. Tomorrow I stone her. Allah Akbar. The Madrasa alphabet. A is for Allah. G is for gun. This is, this is the shit he used to tweet. He's not overcompensating, guys. He's not overcompensating by calling Andy No an Islamist fascist. Then again, this is just low-hanging fruit, isn't it? Just low-hanging fruit. To fuck, and, and I'm just dunking on these old tweets, right? I'm just dunking on these old tweets because it's not relevant, is it? It's not relevant if we say things in the past and do things in the past. It's not relevant to what we do today. We just get to be woke now. It doesn't matter what we used to do. In fact, listen, I, I, I think I've come up with the ultimate solution for all parties. Why don't the alt-right just say, fuck it, we're woke now. That's it. Listen, we're mega woke. Down with whitey, boo. That's it problem solved right i mean because that's all you have to do 
There's no point in, in looking at anyone's past actions for context to their present behavior. None at all. I've been told it by, what was his fucking name again? Parmesan Pistol. What a fucking genius. What a genius that guy is. Uh, a columnist from Middle East, uh, Middle East Eye uh, says, I'd argue that the fear-mongering Andy Noah has done against Muslims, plus the work he's done to discredit hate crimes, he didn't discredit hate crimes, he pointed out there's been a ton of fake ones, uh, which is true. It, it helped you know, create you know, an atmosphere of violence that vulnerable right. people all have to live have through just for being who they are. This is bad. This week? As Lewis in the assault. Some Lewis timestamp. Lewis Torrentum, Lewis timestamp. Thanks for the sub. This is bad. In the words, him being assaulted is bad. But he's guilty of worse. He's guilty of worse. <laughs> he's never beaten anybody up. Never beaten anybody up. Never assaulted anyone. But he's guilty of worse than than the people who assaulted him because he wrote some articles that we didn't like uh a staff writer at slate uh andy <laughs> yeah this this is actually uh let me, let me scroll down here uh, yeah, because it's, it's embedded because they deleted it. So it was this Charlotte Clymer thing. Uh, was this the one I wanted? Yeah. Um, so Andy No intentionally provokes people on the left to drive his content. Being attacked today on video taken by an actual journalist, because Andy No is definitely not one, is the greatest thing that could have happened to his career. You know it. I know it. He knows it. We all know it. Violence is completely wrong. And I find it sad and weak to allow a sniveling weasel like Andy No to get under one's skin like this. But I'm also not going to pretend that this wasn't No's goal from the start. I mean, let's cut the shit here. This is what they do. Um, Then you had uh, this guy, uh, Shane Burley. <laughs> now, Shane Burley is a guy who literally covers Antifa. And by covers Antifa, I mean he goes to Antifa rallies and he uh, basically writes positive uh, stuff about them. Um, he's an author at a publication uh, called Fascism Today. And uh, he said, weird how I and about 100 other reporters were down covering the anti-fascist protest today and literally nothing happened to us. The narrative that protesters were attacking reporters is a blatant lie. There's a video of you attacking reporters. There's a video. And as somebody replied to here, this is another reporter that isn't Andy No. a 
and I thought uh, I thought my boy uh, Neon Taster. Um, if you, you sh if you don't follow him, you should. Uh, he recently just did a month tweeting pretty much only about baseball and dogs, but he's back to politics now. Uh, he said, "Weird how the author of Exploring Antifa's ass with my tongue didn't get assaulted by Antifa." It's fucking it's true, dog. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Um, so. They, so basically they were like, listen, we weren't attacking all journalists. It's only Andy, Andy, no. But then here you see, there was this guy. So graphic images about to come up. I don't know. Can I, can I even show this? Can I show a cut on someone's head? Can I show a scar? Is that against Twitch TOS? Yeah, these are way worse. Uh, well, okay, look, I'll just tell you to fucking Google it. Uh, I, I can put it in the chat, probably. It's a GoFundMe. This was this was a guy who... Uh, a guy called Adam who got assaulted. And I can't show the video of it happening because it's really graphic. But he basically got... He tried. He stopped an old man getting beaten up by Antifa. And, and then as soon as he turned his back, they smashed him over the back of the head with fucking sticks. Uh, and um, he had to have stitches. So they did a, a, a fucking GoFundMe to pay for his medical costs. So it wasn't just Andy No who got assaulted. And this guy wasn't a fucking journalist. and was just a fucking innocent bystander. Wasn't a proud boy. He didn't do anything except stop what he saw as an old man getting hit. And as soon as he turned his back, he got fucking jumped uh, and attacked. Um, so that that was a lie. <laughs> it wasn't just Andy, no. Um, let me see if I can show you this video. Yeah, this is just, I mean, I, I won't even bother showing it. It's not that exciting. But this was, um, this was uh, a, a sort of zoomed out version, right, of of the guy who, uh, uh, that, that I, I put the thing to in chat. But this is so far away, it, it doesn't violate TOS. So. So here it is. I'll put it on. Right, that's the guy getting twatted around the back of the head. See it again. Big ball, dude. And then he gets hosed down with fucking bear mace, like he like dog the bounty hunters on him, just there. Now this guy, understand, this guy is not a fascist. He has nothing to do with the Proud Boys. He was stopping fascists from beating somebody else up trying to be a good fucking bystander and yeah you can hear somebody scream fuck that de-escalation shit yeah someone kill the fash this isn't this is not a fascist so again the th these videos didn't blow up weird that weird weird that a, a totally innocent dude is is had unbelievable damages that are like far worse than andy knows and no one was talking about it 
but you know, again, we got to fucking stick with the narratives, right, guys? Like, it's all about fucking narratives. Antifa are good. They would never do anything. Uh, right. So then, uh, oh, and then just one other thing on this regard. Uh, not surprised. Remember again, right back at the start, about how the Guardian had fucking uh, journalists uh, that were kind of like con constantly reaching out to the guys who wrote the Antifa handbook, constantly fucking promoting Antifa. Well, th this weird thing started to come up. And this is where, again, you start to see how the right wing that were pushing back against Antifa, they couldn't just let the fucking truth just speak for itself. Uh, what started happening was um, that th th there was this rumor that got circulated because Portland police said they'd heard uh, one, one officer had heard that there might have been cement put in the milkshakes uh, that were uh, that were thrown um, at Andy No and, and other people. And as we all know, milkshake, a fucking Nazi has replaced punch of Nazis. If it's in any way grown up, you know. But this was what Portland Police, they tweeted out saying, um, Portland Police advising crowd to clear the streets, throwing substances and objects at people constitutes harassment. If you participate in this behavior, you are subject to arrest. Of course, in Portland, that's not true. You just don't get arrested. Like, they only managed to arrest three people, when I think I'm showing about, like, 30 people all committing serious crimes. But the word substances, the word substances uh, uh, stood out, right? So people were like, well, what do you mean substances? Um... And then this was uh, happened. Police have received information that some of the milkshakes thrown today during the demonstration contained quick drying cement. We are encouraging anyone hit with the substance today to report it to police. Now, quick drying cement. Uh, I've worked on building sites. Anyone who's worked on building sites will know this too. Um, if you work on building sites, um and you've ever worked with cement you can get like little burns and stuff like because once you add like because uh, it's quick dry and it's got like a alkaline fucking thing and you you put the water in it and it heats up kind of rapidly and that's how the whole process works and you get some of this on your fucking skin when you're mixing it because you have to break up all the powder and keep it even and get the lumps out you typically do it with you know, how we used to do it with, with the shovel you know occasionally a little bit will pop up catch you on the arm and you'll end up with a little fucking burn right you'll end up with listen i i call it a little burn i i i've worked with this shit before i don't have any permanent scars off it and i and i got caught a few times it wasn't pleasant you know it pops up if you you've got your big gloves on it gets right on the fucking bit that like the t-shirt doesn't cover and the gloves don't cover it gets right here on the forearms you know it happens um it 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 was it was not nice it, it was like but you know fucking it wasn't the end of the world and now i'm not saying i would have fucking wanted it in my face i'm not saying any of that right fortunately that never happened but um, i'm just saying it's not like fucking drano or something it doesn't just eat through you you know uh and yeah imagine it in your eyes yeah obviously completely unacceptable i mean look fuck even powdered cement in your eyes is fucking unbearable i had that a few times um, You're not even a real journalism. <laughs> That's right. So, Lewis Beer. Yes, Lewis Beer. Thank you. Thanks for the sub.
Uh, so police have received information at some of the milkshakes thrown today. So this was an official tweet made by the police. And then what happened was uh, this this weird battle of disinformation started to happen. So leftist journalists started saying that this was a right-wing conspiracy, but it was actually the police that had said it. But the, right, the, the right-wing guys who wanted to condemn Antifa and make it look worse, you didn't have to. Didn't have to. They started doing what they do, and that was like fucking. We're gonna take some pictures and present them out of context. And and this was um, uh, was this the Jack Posobiec? Probably, probably was. Um, probably was Jack Posobiec. Uh, let me just see. So this this uh, picture started doing the rounds, uh, and you can see here. This was this was the people who were making the milkshakes that they were handing out the vegan milkshakes, and this picture was actually taken by a pro Antifa reporter, one of the guys we quoted earlier, and this one image here of of this this was presented as proof, unequivocal proof that they were putting quick drying cement in into the milkshakes. Now, come on. Come on, guys. This isn't an Antifa loving. But that is not proof. Is it? Um, so, I think, I think, like I say, I think Jack Posobiec fucking started spreading that around, saying that they cracked the case. They had fucking proof. You're not even a real journalist. Uh, of it. Um, That's right. And then I this didn't it. help. Because obviously we've just had Pride Month, so uh, anybody who knows the history of Pride Month and how how we ended up with it probably heard of fucking you know Stonewall, and uh, the people who were making the milkshakes tweeted out going, "We hear folks are dying to know what was in our delicious vegan shakes today. We're happy to share our secret recipe, but you have to follow it exactly to get the desired results." In honor of the 50th anniversary, we are calling it the Stonewall you know, Shake. You're a real journalist. So people were going, "Ah, That's listen." Right. They're trying to be too fucking clever there, you see. They're trying to be too cute. And it's, uh, it, what they're doing is they're alluding to the fact, hey, there's cement in the shakes, guys. Stonewall cement. And we can't tell you the secret recipe. So between this tweet and between that picture, none of which is unequivocal proof of anything, it was just reported as fact that quick-drying cement was in the milkshakes and it was hitting people now there wasn't a single report of anybody being hit with any sort of chemical related burn which if they were putting this on mass in milkshakes somebody would have got burned there was there was no proof of that um but people were literally jumping on it uh i think was um um, I, I can just show you as well the bit where the the the, the pro Antifa journalist who uh, oh, equally can't be trusted. This is what I mean. It's a shit show on all sides. Uh, this was an insider. Protesters threw milkshakes containing quick drying cement. As far left and far right groups clashed in Portland, according to police. But the pro uh, the pro Antifa um, journalist uh, Shane Burley, who we talked about earlier, said that he took the photos. 
and the photos of the milkshakes being made up have been taken out of context and then placed in rumors. I didn't see here. Uh, Jack Posobiec stole this photo of mine and tweeted it with a a question that suggested this is where they put the quick drying cement into the cups. I watched them prepare the milkshakes and took this photo of it. There's zero evidence of that. No one has found any concrete anywhere. Now, listen, no one has found any concrete anywhere. Um, and I'm about to show you why this becomes a very, uh, oh, hey, holy shit. Thanks That's for the right. uh, five gifted sub super, uh, God, no, I appreciate it, dog. Uh, you're about, you're about to see why this probably is a load of bullshit. But again, just you're remember, nobody reported journalism. any burns. Nobody That's did any right. of this other stuff. Um, let me, um, let me just find this for you. Uh, you're not even a real journalism. That's right. You're not even a real journalism. That's right. So uh, after the police had tweeted it out, a journalist had sort of reached out um, and basically uh, it was, I can't remember the name of the journalist now, Katie or Kate someone. Fuck. Because she's still protected, I think. She went protected on Twitter. Um, So... Uh, let me let me just show you this and you guys can again use your own assessment uh as to whether or not this sounds real so she reached out to the police and said listen there's a lot of people talking about quick drying cement being put into the fucking milkshakes uh but there's no proof no one's complaining of any burns or anything but so, so why did you tweet that out well why indeed <laughs> Uh, and so the police replied. They said, Katie, prior to this event, there was some information circling, circulating that some participants plant throw milkshakes at others. This is a crime. So they're just talking about milkshakes now, not, not with cementing. PPB, that's the Portland police, uh, received information during the event that some people were mixing a concrete-like substance into the milkshakes. This caused us concern for people's safety, both in the event of ingestion or exposure, especially to the eyes. We put out the tweet to bring attention to this potential hazard and to encourage people to contact us if they were a victim of a crime. So they... She asked for the fucking evidence. She said, well, you know, you gained this information, you gained this intel... How did you gain it? A lieutenant in the field broadcast information information of his observation of a cup which, which appeared to have material on it consistent with a quick drying cement. After the tweet was sent out, we received an anonymous email with a recipe for the milkshakes. Milkshake recipe. The recipe for the milkshakes used today is soy milk, quick reed cement mix, other chemical additives to cause long-term injury and burns. We hope the piggy officers and proud boys enjoyed the shake back. I'm going to say this is a false flag. I'm just, I'm, I'm guys, I'm calling it. I'm putting a pin in it. I'm putting a pin in it. But as soon as you see soy, you know, if it says soy, I think someone's having a fucking lend. That's a troll. And the police took it seriously because they have to. It's not their job, is it? You're being fucking trolled. If you call in a fake bomb scare, you still evacuate the building. Right? But 
this fucking idea about the milkshakes was really overplayed, considering there was no injuries, no burns. What is mental, by the way? Uh, and again, remember how many times I have told you Jack Posobiec is a hack and an activist and a fraud and a liar. Uh, and it doesn't matter how much of his journalistic credentials he tries to claim, he'll always be the guy to me who did the fake rape Melania, Melania Trump uh, signs, where he literally went to a, an event, planted signs, took pictures of the signs, and then reported the signs. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. Like, again, you, you, you have lost at that point. You can never be a journalist. But he tweeted it out. New Portland PD share additional details about concrete chemical-laced milkshakes used by Atifa. He unironically put out the soy milk recipe. As if it was not even a question. Doesn't even ask a question. Doesn't even say, guys, like, I mean, take this with a fucking pinch of soy. He doesn't even say that. Fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's so irresponsible. Come on. So, there's no fucking, there was no proof of any cement ever being thrown at anyone. And it was reported, like, all over the fucking place. Uh, even, like, even... Uh, and, and I'm not even saying there's enough to sort of declare it a hoax. I mean, Jared Holt, uh, the other seriously mentally ill uh, fucking guy who, posed, who pretends to be a journalist, he just said the police lie because they're, um, they're, they're, they're in on the whole fascist thing. Um... Just had uh, just threw this in. These are the people we trust with authorized lethal force in our country. Yeah, these are also the people that are allowing Antifa to operate with with fucking impunity in the city, assaulting innocent civilians and disrupting things and vandalizing property. So you know maybe they're not all bad because if they were fucking trigger happy, they'd gun them all down. So you you know maybe maybe it's not all that bad, Jared. Maybe you fucking demented cunt. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, anyway. So then, after realizing that, okay, Andy No wasn't assaulted, but he was. Um, but it was only Andy No, and Andy No's not a journalist, but he is, and it wasn't. And all these other people were assaulted. Ah, but look, the right, the right wing are making it sound way worse than it was because of the fake cement thing. Uh, they then just decided to fucking go with, wow, why are we even fighting this? This will all blow over in a day or two. So why don't we just fucking stick w with what we always say, which is, listen, anyone we call a fascist is a fascist. Um, and therefore we can just fucking, we can just assault anybody we call a fascist. Just deal with it. So you had, um, again, while we're talking about irresponsible journalism, this is a guy called Matt Binder from Mashable. Matt Binder from Mashable, said it was a conspiracy theory, just flat out. And remember, again, anybody promoting conspiracy theories on social media has to be banned and deplatformed because it's irresponsible. You know, you can't say Sandy Hook wasn't real, so you, and you can't say, you can't say uh, vaccinations are bad. So why can you concoct this delusional uh, conspiracy theory here? He says, weird. 
how you can see all these photographers and journalists snapping pics in this video completely unharmed and antifa only takes issue with right-wing provo uh, provocateur andy no also interesting the video starts right at the moment he gets smacked i wonder must be a bug on twitter tonight conservatives are applying to my tweet here with nothing but their name attached bless their hearts they don't know what a ratio is uh, you don't know what a fucking following is but whatever um so it, it was actually all a conspiracy it was all a plan andy no deliberately provoked antifa off camera that nobody saw nobody even declared not even the people who assaulted him called it as an alibi um and then all and everybody who was filming it were all right wing even though some of the videos were clearly coming from pro antifa uh, uh, viewpoints and it was all done as a coordinated fucking psyop to basically make antifa look bad so just saying so he came out with that um sam tyler was a bit more egregious he just came out and he fucking just said listen if you beat up andy no you're a hero um so this is a a, a uh, photojournalist uh, sam tyler he said another exclusive photo find a different hobby anti-fascist to heroes and there it was a picture of uh, andy no looking a bit distraught with blood on his face and a black eye it's you're a hero if you beat up gay asian journalists in, in public you're a hero evidently um then you had this oh shit that was the uh, that was the one i read earlier uh, that was the thread uh and then there was this as well from will carlos who said that uh, being assaulted, being assaulted, it's a business model, right? It's actually a business model in journalism now to deliberately antagonize, then get an attacked by Antifa, take photos of your bruises, and then ask for money on Patreon. And they say this industry is out of ideas. Um, and then... Somebody came up and said, so it's okay for Antifa to attack someone because they are being antagonized. And Will Carla says, what do you think? Try walking into a Raiders crowd and shouting support for the opposition. So what he's saying there is that it's not only okay for Antifa to, to assault anybody they want, but also if you go to a football match, and you walk into the away end and you're going, yeah, come on, my team. If you get the shit beat out of you, uh, that's also fine. That's civilized behavior. And you brought it on yourself. So don't don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> he, he's got a handle on everything. It's just mental. Um, so look, there it is. That's all the Antifa uh, shenanigans uh, that went on. I think the bottom line is with this, I think you can all, well, I think, I like to think most people would agree, maybe not Palmer's and Pistol, uh, that these, um, that these journalists were, it was like, it, they had to find a way to rationalize it. Um, what I, do, what I don't understand is, again, what, what do they think would happen, you know, if we start normalizing violence against journalists on the premise that, well, they're filming Antifa, like, you know, Antifa don't care what publication you write for, you know, that's if they do any, uh, uh, investigation of their own to find out who you are, Andy No is well known in Portland, but you, but, 
we've seen many instances of journalists being fucking assaulted or having cameras swatted away or whatever. And I'm, I'm amazed. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, these are the same journalists, of course, that say Assange uh, isn't a journalist and what's happening to you him is fine and acceptable. That's right. Um, it, it's 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 mind-blowing to me that, on the one hand, they're talking about how dangerous it is to be a journalist right You're now. You're not even a real journalist. And the things that are really impacting right. on journalistic fucking freedom, uh, such as being assaulted or, or being fucking deported and arrested on trumped-up fucking charges, quite literally as it might, uh, it might, might play out, um, because you release sensitive information about the establishment that's what journalism used to be as a matter of course um yeah cheers for the sub dead profit and argued ice 57 two new twitch primes pumping up the new friends category up there which is what we like uh so appreciate that right i'm gonna um start thinking about winding down the stream because it's like midnight here um but i'm just gonna have a look because i think i had some funny stuff I think I had some funny clips to play. We need a palate cleanser. I can't just uh, end on that. Um, we can have a good laugh at the Antifa super soldiers. Uh, let's laugh at that first, I think. that's. While we... Uh, well, I, I just want to add that there's a lot of people out there, right? Like, again, on the right wing that are always going, like, Antifa are so fucking dangerous. The, the reality is they're just fucking laughable. They, they're, like... Most of them are just fucking virtue-signaling LARPers um the uh the, the you know are they, are they just sucker punch dudes in the back of the head and bash the fash bash the fash and it's like just some guy doing his shopping or whatever you know it's like they're pathetic like they should just be arrested and dealt with and once they get a once they get in the system then <laughs> the rest will take care of itself but i i think i played this last time i streamed but a lot of a lot of us missed it it's, it's actually contextually relevant to this um i have to chuckle every time i see this video because this is the big bad antifa super soldiers that you're supposed to be afraid of uh, if the right wing uh, to be believed I need my service! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck now listen, I don't think that you're necessarily going to smash the fash and overthrow the police uh, if you need a fucking service animal uh, while, while you're doing it. 